Welcome to the Salacast on Saturday, the 7th of April, 2012. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Mm. <laughs> and Zachary Burgess. We're all full of sand and horse. Sand <laughs> and horse. <laughs> Absolutely stuffed full of sand and horse. Yep. <laughs> there was another mysterious ingredient we came across, wasn't there? Like... Also equally disgusting. Oh, glue. <laughs> well, it was grout. Oh, yeah, it was grout. Oh, yeah, grout. I just wanted to finish it off with a dessert that contained uh, a pineapple cheesecake and maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, what was it? A pineapple cheesecake, maple syrup, calzone. Calzone. <laughs> yes. So this is the fine of uh, foods on offer from uh, various uh, foods uh, from, restaurants. For, yeah, from Domino's Japan, translated into English by Google. By Google. Yeah. Do so. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, where did we start? Pizza Hut, didn't we? Yeah, because yeah, we you accidentally, when we were trying to order pizza, went to the American site first. And then Zach was, someone said, we should get a Pizza Hut Japan. So Zach or someone. Zach <laughs> <laughs> or someone. The free here. Someone, can't remember who it was. Someone else in the corner of the room at the time. Yeah. was like, we should try out Pizza Hut Japan. They do crazy shit, like the Kit Kat pizza. And it's like, well, let's have a look then. And there was no crazy shit. But it was just funny reading the translations. <laughs> They did have Idaho a lot. Yeah. I'm actually disappointed there was no Kit Kat pizza no. or equivalent craziness. There wasn't a, a much mentality going on. They like they like they camembert. Apparently. They didn't even have a Hello Kitty pizza. <laughs> a Hello Kitty. Awesome sand flavours. <laughs> <laughs> Just not so good. <laughs> Filled with the horse. <laughs> And bulgogi. And rumblings. And rum- <laughs> rumblings and roughing. Roughing. Roughing, yeah. That was great. Everyone's favourite topping. <laughs> Plenty of roughing. Topping toppings. <laughs> yes, yeah, on top of the toppings. toppings. And then we th- we saw that they had stuffed crust, but rather than cheese, they had sausage in the, in the crust. And we thought, wow, only in Japan. Then we went over to the British side to order our pizza. They totally had it. <laughs> and then you ordered it. <laughs> what's, Success. What's it like? Not that great. <laughs> Good God, it's like one slice was enough of that. <laughs> that was, it's just so, it's exactly what it says on the tin, it's just a hot dog sausage. Yeah, like around around the rim of the pizza. And it's like, ugh, hot dogs at the best of times. Yeah. Oh, it's that kind of frankfurtery. Yeah, yeah, rubbery. Rubbery sausage meat. Hmm. No, that wouldn't be my choice. Ugh. <laughs> 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 And also, they failed to put very much barbecue sauce on my pizza. Oh, which no. It didn't help. Was it barbecue pizza? Yeah, it was meant to be barbecue instead of, you know, tomato. Yeah. But there was virtually none on there. Oh, so it, was it was just, just like tiny base. pockets of With barbecue sauce. Occasional splash. Barbecue dribblings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hut dribblings. <laughs> dribblings straight from the hut. <laughs> Rumblings. <laughs> Indeed. So. Here is. Video games. And. <laughs> this! <laughs> S! Does that, anyone have any news? Perhaps news. from the land of Japan. I don't know. Actually, I'm pretty dry on these these yeah. last two weeks. I'm That's sure there was something first... I was going to say, but I already forgot it. Were you going to talk about Eve and Pax? And... Well, that was sort of what I've been playing, so maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. 
not mm. just announced he's making another game. A space um, thing game. Yeah. It sounds a lot like the game they're already making with the spaceship where you have to put out fires in your ship and stuff and, and you know, manage your crew and stuff. It sounded a bit like that. But is he trying to make it more elite I don't know. Oh, okay. Does that have... Is that the name? Is that unpronounceable? Oh, yeah, right. Ten to the Sea. Ten to the Sea. Yeah. Is that... OX means the, the following is in hex, right? Doesn't it? Yeah. Well, in code, <laughs> but I don't think they're ten to the C. No, I think that... Or is that it? Is it like... Seems the speed of light. What, like yeah. two to the power of C? <laughs> is that what it really is? Two C? Two to the power of C. Maybe. So if it equals oh, no, wait, no, it squared... Be hex, no, it fits in hex, either. that's 16. squared. Yeah. I was reading it in binary, so it's 16 to the power of C. Yeah, that's right. But couldn't C be a uh, hex digit as well? <laughs> Yes. C is just a... No, no, it is. Yeah, he was right. It would be 12, I think. <laughs> so it's 16 to the power of 12. Or something. Or something. Anyway, it's a new game from Notch, supposedly. Maybe. If he could be bothered to make it. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on holiday long enough. Time to get back to work. He's like, yeah, occasionally. Because like... like, he passed off Minecraft onto that other guy, who is still doing a pretty good job of updating it, surprisingly. The guy with the cat. Yeah. <laughs> As I know him now. Yeah. Because when he, when he took over the project, the one picture of him was him and his cat. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then like, Scrolls, or whatever, is, was sort of like this other team, and now he's like, they, they can just, they can they're, they're going, I'm, I'm going to go back and do this other thing. <laughs> so does he just create intellectual properties now? He's like a new Peter Molyneux guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, well, they've had, they've had this crazy idea. And... Except maybe this will be like his baby, like he'll do it Minecraft style, like, you know, just do it himself. Well, I assume that's the idea. Nothing with it. <laughs> well, no, 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 no really but maybe slow. he'll get it off the ground. Like, yeah, well, he, he, he does well at the start, he just doesn't do well at the end, I think. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's okay, though. Maybe he's doing the right thing, then. Yeah. I was about to say, maybe he's realised that, and he's like, I need to do the same thing with this one. Mm. This is how I work, bitches. Come up with something cool. Although, I think there's, there's been there's some kind of rumour that it might, he like he might want to do a monthly fee for it or something. Like, it might be an MMO style, which would be weird. I heard it was going to be possibly an MMO style. That doesn't, seem, <laughs> that, that doesn't seem like something he'd do. Mm. I don't know. Well, it'd probably be internet. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll probably yeah, have something multiplayer. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Minecraft has got lots of online stuff, right? Yeah, well. Servers, <laughs> it's right? got Minecraft online. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really much you can do well, to you, that. You it's can, just... like, collaborate and build shit and all build your own stuff on different areas of the server and yep. trade for resources, I guess. Yes, get some ridiculous mods in there so you can do totally stupid things, like actually create a money, money system. Well, presumably this space game will be built for mods. Maybe. Somewhat. <laughs> I don't know. It's sort of like, you know, they had a big, they, they had a sort of argument about where, like how much mod support Minecraft should have in the end, where it's like, I maybe don't want all these people doing these things to my game, <laughs> but then uh, if I stop them, everyone will be pissed off. <laughs> and then we keep taking things that were mods and putting them into yeah. the game anyway, like pistons. <laughs> All this space games, like, there seems to be a resurgence in space games, like, which is great because I love, like, uh, Star, you know, X-Wing and, and, uh, Free Space 2 and all that stuff. But all the new ones seem shit. <laughs> like, even the ones in development don't seem that great. Like, define like, space games, you mean, like, actually, I mean, actually like, in space? No, like, just... space simulator, I guess, or, mm. like, I know, I know the Notch one is more kind of elite style and mm. is more a bigger spaceship than a, than a fighter or whatever. But I just mean. Space combat? Yeah, space combat. Combat, I guess, rather than I don't mean triple. What was it? Four X or four X? Four X. 
Yeah. It's a bit expand, explore, explode. And... <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure that's it. I don't know, whatever the other ones are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sins of a Sailor Empire or whatever, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're making, those, yeah. making some guy. I'm not sure, it's like, it wasn't entirely clear whether that's a new one or whether it's an expansion. Uh, it's like, I think it's like a halfway house. Yeah. Right, okay. Like a re-release, but with more stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but I saw a Kickstarter the other day, and it was a guy who used to work for LucasArts, and he mm. was trying to make, he's, he's saying, yeah, we'll make a new space game. But all his, like, concept art and the name and everything about it just seemed terrible. And it's like, <laughs> damn it, I would actually possibly give money if it looked like it was going to be an awesome new space game. But it didn't. It looked like... I even downloaded and tried, well, I was going to try. I'm, um, uh, there's a there's a fan-made Wing Commander game based on the Free Space 2 engine. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about this before. Wing Commander Saga or something. Kind of, did that ever get finished? Apparently, it's out. Oh. You can download it for free, and it has the whole... You don't need to have anything installed, because it's all bundled in one so, thing. Do you not mean bat- the Battlestar, not Wing Commander? Sorry. No, this is actually Wing Commander, oh. and this is finished. The Battlestar oh. 1 never got finished, I don't think. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, but um, I know nothing about Wing Commander, but I was like, yeah, he's space, free space. And then it's like, but I went on the tutorial mission and I was just flying towards a nav point for like literally five minutes. Just nothing happening. Just going straight forward. Eventually an enemy fighter appeared. I was like, this is lame. But then I read the Rock Page for Shotgun article said, the tutorial is a lot older than the actual game and it really shows. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe if I could just get past this. But I could be bothered. I was like, not right now. <laughs> I don't want to just... I want ma- epic space battles. I don't want to just fly towards a nav point for ten minutes. Well, it's like the um, the very first mission of... Uh, what was it called? Project Sylphide or something, which was like Square's take on the space shooter. Right. Uh, it was like... It was a sky of neon with nothing but lasers everywhere. It was like... It's like, it's like where you can't tell what the fuck is going, going on, on the entire game. But it's like... At least I tried. Yeah. It certainly looked cool, even yeah. if it played like turd. I suppose the trouble is that just the number of controls in Free Space Two. You just can't. That is the other thing. It's it, like they don't it? really map well to. Co- they, well, they've never mapped particularly well to console games. I'm sure you could do the targeting because there's so many buttons for that's just related to targeting, and I'm sure yeah. there's a more elegant way you could do it with like voice commands, <laughs> radial yeah. menus, or some shit. I don't know. Voice commands, yeah. <laughs> Target that guy! Target that guy right there! Yeah. But it's like, there's commands for nearest hostile, nearest person attacking you, nearest nearest enemy bomber, nearest friendly, nearest escort ship, next Not just nearest, yeah. Yeah, previous friendly. Yeah, yeah. All with various combinations of shift and alt. You can cycle through. Yeah. It's crazy. Attack my target. Attack him. Form up on me. Find escort ship. Find escort, yeah. Defend this escort ship. (laughs) Like, orders that you have to give. And it's like... Those were pointless anyway. <laughs> well, I usually like... mapped attack my target to like a joystick button because it was important yeah, to get that was like the only one that mattered. Yeah, yeah. Concentrate on this thing, dudes. I'll deal with everything else. But there was a lot of find nearest bomber. Destroy the bombers before they get to launching range of your capital ship or whatever. Yeah. Or, or, and then once they have, you had to chase down the, uh, 
torpedoes that they fired trying to shoot them out of the sky. Can you actually mention what game you're talking about here? Is this free space? This or... is actually true in face, <laughs> free like space, space and, game. and in X-Wing versus oh, really? TIE Fighter. Okay. They were basically the same mm-hmm. in that respect. Although, I actually, I think the target nearest bomber command was only in free space, which meant that you had to cycle through to find the bombers. I don't remember you doing that when I used to watch you play like um, the uh, X-Wing and yeah. TIE Fighter series where you just sit in the game. Yeah, yeah, where where's is. the bomber? There it is. Shoot the bombers. Yeah. Oh, and it had that, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter had that incredibly loud, you are being locked onto, sound effect. <laughs> Whenever A-Wings were involved, they just get a constant lock warning. <laughs> yeah. That's probably better than the one in Battlefield. God damn, that's quiet. It's like... <laughs> what, you are locked on and then, well, well, it's, it's, it's made even harder by the fact that when they actually fire the missile at you, it gets quieter because it turns into... <laughs> sort of. Yeah, that got really loud when they fired on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even going to pick up on this podcast. <laughs> I really need... I still need to get Battlefield and check it out, but I don't know if it's going to be worth the value for money. What? Well, of course it is. After... By my by, Rob's <laughs> pound per hour ratio, <laughs> the old it's, pound it's, per doing, hour it's doing pretty good. Oh yeah, how many uh, hours have you? I'm like forty or fifty, but that's nothing uh, compared to Zach. So you know, it's not that much less. Yeah, than I don't think. Is it not? Well, not compared to Team Fortress. Well, no, true. No, not, or, even, or even like older battlefields, like twenty forty <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Well, how many hours are you in Team Fortress? It's like one thousand sixteen hundred. Yeah. Good That's right. God. <laughs> That's a pound per hour, that is. <laughs> That's a pound per hour. I, I, I thought about that the other day. I was, I was like, you know, Rob says it's like a pound an hour. So maybe I should just go into the store and spend like 1,500 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Let's even this out. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. Well, it's worth that much. I think a pound per hour is quite good value for most entertainment, isn't oh, definitely. it? Definitely. If, if they hit that mark, it's satisfying. It costs, like, it costs more, a lot more. I mean, a film of two hours is like, what, eight pounds or something? Mm. A lot of it, a lot of admission tickets are after that. If yeah. you buy a DVD box set, that's how many hours? I don't know, maybe 20? And that might cost. Well, if you're lucky, that'll cost twenty quid. Mm. If it's that, da- if it's in a sale, yeah, usually it's more like fifty. Yeah. Oh, like some some come out at like seventy, don't they? When they're on Blu-ray, release. they do. Yeah, but you they have to do really. They have to be heavily discounted to be close to the pound per hour of a, ga- of, a, of a good game. Yeah. Games are bargainous. Yeah, well, they are in many ways. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of them are anyway. I mean, I bought Mass Effect 3 for, what, 40 quid, whatever is the only price, because you have to buy it on Origin or whatever. Oh, although I suppose oh, you I saw could it's get down it to 30 shop. now on Origin. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Sweet. Why is Lionel waiting for three hours? Yeah. Why is Lionel not sufficiently caring? Yeah, okay. And, uh, but yeah, that'll be worth it, won't it? It'll be almost a pound per hour. Not quite, but it will be at 30, definitely. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Unless you speed through it like a demon. <laughs> but yeah. There are some games where you probably should. You realise you've bought a turkey. Doesn't happen very often, but you Speaking know. Speaking of which, do you go? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. News. okay. News! That was actually for three pounds. That was surprisingly enjoyable. There was more info on those SimCity agent things spinning, you know, going through the city, but it's basically yeah. the same as what we already really said. They didn't really explain anything much to you. No. I've been uh, reading about Assassin's Creed 3 and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Wait, um, was it called Connor? Connor, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
We couldn't. They had to come up with the most cliche American name, really. Connor. Well, he's supposed to be like a half Navajo Indian or something, isn't he? Connor McPatriot. So they should have called him like, <laughs> like I don't know, Sitting Bull or something. And he's got to have an Indian name, right? He does have an Indian name. It's just like super unpronounceable, so everyone just goes with the American name. No, I mean a, a name. Based what on do you mean, a stupid American, a stupid Indian bulls. name, yeah, that they, like super cliche? Yeah, well, they, they probably did... didn't want to do that because of that. <laughs> it's like super racist or something it's nowadays. Not racist. That's why they really did it. Yeah, they really. It's like yeah, but that's just because it's, it's not just Hollywood. Everyone did it. Everyone like used that as the cliche for so long. It's become like a racist thing almost. Just because it's right, it doesn't mean it's not. <laughs> Just because Japanese know. people mix up L and R all the time, doesn't mean it's not racist to take the piss out. Of it. If they, if he, if he's free running with his hidden vein, he should be called Runs with Scissors. Or something. <laughs> I like Swims with Hobos. Swims with Hobos. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, spits on chicken. I'm definitely more <laughs> interested in that than the previous. Well, I'm not going to play Revelation, so... Skip straight to three. It's been in development this whole time. So you didn't anyway know what the Revelations were. Yeah, but they obviously weren't any good Revelations. Well, I That's have a lie. Two now. So. Oh, do you have Revelations? Well, you I can do. let me know how it goes. Yes. Oh, have you got it on Xbox? Yes. Well, I could borrow it off you if you want, weren't playing it, I suppose. But... Well, I've got Brotherhood to work through first, so it's possible. Mm, yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> could take forever. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm, my, You're never going to catch up. Well, my income You're going to be down, like two so, days behind. So it's fine. I've got plenty of free games to play. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, the three is looking quite nice. For it. It, it looks like there's going to be a huge woods, sort of Red Dead Redemption style tall trees area. And, and like they've somehow managed to adapt the free running of, of, of you know, climbing buildings into mm. climbing, running, running, jumping, climbing trees. <laughs> No putting on makeup while you're up there, but um, I wonder if there'll be there'll be like a lot of crazy like you know like forks little, in little, there. little like one step hops off trees, so you can sort of like fly almost yeah. like um, crouching tiger style by going. And it's got like crazy seasonal weather that has makes a difference to your navigation of the terrain because when it's snow covered ground, you can't run across it; you have to wade through it yeah. unless you jump up into the trees. But apparently, it has advantages. Like it makes. Movement really quiet, so although that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. Snow especially is really crunchy, right? Yeah, especially especially if it's not crusty. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, crusty. but it's going to have a lot of like animal interaction, almost Red Dead style, but probably a lot more advanced skinning stuff than just. That's the skinning mini games. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Why would you want? Like, what are you going to get out of that? You're going to I don't know. Like assassin clothing, where you're going yeah. to start crafting shit. I don't know what you're going to do with it. Apparently, like if you shoot it with a pistol, you get a crap quality hide. Whereas if you get up close to it and and slit it with a knife, then you get a nice clean pelt or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're like. Temporary coats that, for some reason, degrade. <laughs> some unknown reason. You need to keep killing yeah. shit. But there are cities, of course. There's Boston and New York, I think. Uh, would be the main ones. I was about to say, because the game's not going to lend itself too well. No. I think, to sort of being out in the open. It's like, um, well, there's a lot. Hello, of I'm here. Apparently, like 30%. <laughs> everyone come and see my shining white cloak in the middle of nowhere. Well, blend it with the snow if there's snow. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's only it's like thirty percent of the missions will be in this wilderness area, supposedly. Mm. So, plus there's more mm. Desmond than ever. They're saying much more, more Desmond. Desmond. <coughs> Goddamn Desmond! Hello.
My name is Denmark. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, about time because they've been they've been teasing this thing of oh he's learning how to be an assassin through these experiences mm. in the animus and like and it's bleeding. There's a bleeding effect, and he's becoming awesome. And then like you run away every time. Punch <laughs> mm. up a few dudes and then run. And then run, yeah. That's pretty much his MO. Run to somewhere where there's a chair he can sit in for, for 15 hours a day. Good God. <laughs> That's Desmond for you. Yeah, Desmond fat ass. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that when that comes Maybe. out. Maybe. I think, we I'm, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it, the same sort of tepid reaction that I have to all the Assassin's Creed games. It's like, alright, it's another one. I get, well, this will be less of an, like... This will be more of a leap forward, as it were. True. Than uh, the last three. Well, two was a leap forward, but then then the last two, yeah. Brotherhood, like, the content's good, but it isn't a leap forward in terms of gameplay or anything. Well, I suppose the combat's better, but, yeah, I don't know. Technology-wise, it's fairly static. And Ezio again. (laughs) Lots of Ezio. He's even in Soul Calibur now. (laughs) Mamma mia. (laughs) Yeah. El Stabio. <laughs> El Stabio. Any other news? News! <laughs> um, it's PAX. So it's it's PAX. I guess there'll be more there, there news will next be time. News. <laughs> hmm. I'm sure I had something. There was a preview of more Borderlands 2 stuff, but that just looks like Borderlands 2, so... Oh, yeah. I should... And no dubstep, even though they advertised that there was going to be dubstep. Yeah. False advertising. Damn you. <laughs> That's the, as I was saying to Zach in the car on the way over here. It's uh, found a reason on which we should buy Syndicate. It's got like Skrillex and Flux Pavilion in the soundtrack. Yeah, but apparently there's only like two One tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but even so. Yeah, well, it was all over the trailer. Was that the track? Oh no, that was probably just a normal Skrillex track, was it? That was over the trailer for I... Syndicate. I don't think it Can't was remember. the one. I don't think I've seen the trailers. Oh yeah, they're quite stylish and stuff. Oh, but um, I, my brother made me look at, well, he hadn't seen it, but he was over earlier, and we looked at the trailer for uh, the film, uh, they're making Total Recall, like, it's not a remake, I don't think, because they no, seem I to have changed the story, this, yeah. but the trailer was pretty awesome, it had like a pretty crazy, sort of bullet-timey, very CG, but like, combat sequence or whatever that was mm. that was pretty cool, where one guy takes out like a whole room of guys in all sort of slow-mo and stuff, that was pretty awesome. In a in a way that seemed fairly novel. Like, you've seen that kind of thing a lot, right? Slow motion fight. But somehow they did it in a way with the camera sweeping around. It was like, oh, that's actually new, something new somehow and cool. Hmm. Yeah, I have to watch it. So check that out. I heard in actual news. <laughs> in actual <laughs> None news. None of this other stuff was news. Yeah, no, no, that was all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> video games. Which is not this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in actual news I'm pretty sure they've said that Dust is now going to be free to play they oh, had yeah. said that sort of I saw that before but now they've said it again they, more they legitimately it, yeah. I've seen some previews that say, seem to think it's pretty good like alright uh, well, that's the like, thing. I only saw a very tiny bit of footage which means I should probably go and look at more at some point but it's just like it just looks like a futuristic first person shooter it does look relatively generic I have to say and it looks a bit unpolished at the moment not quite as unpolished as the planet side demos were at um, GDC but it's uh, there's a certain sort of lack of feel to it if you know what I mean a sort of lack yeah. of finesse to the, to the look of it at the moment but it's uh, it's something they could definitely work on but even so it's a uh, 
Well, the stuff I was seeing was saying that they were kind of surprised at how good it seemed considering they've never done a shooter before. These developer. <laughs> they were like, actually, this actually looks good. <laughs> so we'll see about that. Not that you'll be able to play it. No. You have a PS3. I'll have to conscript Rob to deal with it. There's still a lot of like conversation about whether it's actually going to stay PS3. Yeah, what's the advantage for them? I mean, it's not an advantage, it's just... It's yeah, not an advantage, it's just that they can't do it on the other architecture. They don't want to do it on PC because they think that somehow that conflict, they don't, they're like, we've already got all our PC users with Eve, so obviously making a person as a shooter is not going to get us any more sales. That's idiotic. <laughs> and not so that's a bit dumb. Yeah. But they, they, they can't do it on the Xbox because Microsoft won't let them do yeah, sure. some online thing. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, because they're locked down a bit more. So that just leaves them with Sony. Or Microsoft <laughs> can't do it on the Wii. In fairness, Microsoft might just have a problem with it with the free-to-play model. Well, probably that as well. Yeah, the whole gold stuff. But to be honest, it's worked out. Xbox Live's relatively closed wall garden yeah. thing has actually worked out really great for them. Whereas mm. PlayStation's open, oh shit, we got hacked. <laughs> Architecture that never oh really worked. That was unrelated, I know, but still, still, yeah. I mean, how many... Microsoft I don't know. just gets a load of FIFA shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Dust is a lot more interesting, obviously, than, than anything really going on on, on, <laughs> on, on live. Free, yeah. <laughs> on PlayStation 3. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. There isn't much in PlayStation's calendar. Right now. That I care about. They were catching up for a second. Like, a couple of years ago, they were like, way, we're actually delivering on our promise of the sell and everything. The only thing I think I can think of is The Last of Us, and that's still ages away. Hmm. You know, now Uncharted's done. Yeah. Little Big Planet, that's all done, sort of. Well, Well, yeah, unless they come up with some some mysterious jump for the third. Even more crazier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now more programming. <laughs> <laughs> An entire game studio built in your PS3, which you use using a controller. Comes with a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. I saw possibly the most pointless thing that I've ever seen as, as a mod of Minecraft. There's a mod that lets you program inside Minecraft. Like literal text interface, and then you can like then in the Minecraft world you can like make a machine that copies floppy disks with your program on it. <laughs> it's like what? And then it just when you run the program, it just runs it in a pop up. Like I made a little text based game in my pop up inside Minecraft, <laughs> and then printed floppies on it. You <laughs> <laughs> distribute it as an in-game item. Yeah. That is kind of cool in a completely and utterly pointless way. Because you, have, I mean, Minecraft programming is a classic, but not yeah. that's more like redstone. mechanical phrases. Right. Proper engineering. You though. need to be able to feed your program into a, like redstone. a redstone <laughs> CPU or whatever math coprocessor. Or whatever I'm sure you probably could. could. <laughs> That'd be insane. Because some of the redstone stuff got quite advanced. Well, yeah, it did. Quite well, like. Someone made a platforming movement where it's like you have your guy made out of two redstone lights, and then the redstone light landscape that you can jump across <laughs> in really slow motion because it's like turn on, turn off, turn on, turn off, <laughs> incredibly slow frame rate. Although nowadays, I think you could probably make because the way they used to do it is they used, the like the redstone torches used to act, be the equivalent of the pixels. Yeah, but because those are like torches in Minecraft, they were. You know, they weren't like a full block. But yeah. now there's a thing, they they introduced a new item in like, I think it was the last patch, that's like 
it's like a basically a light. It's, it's a full block that's just like a light, but it's activated by redstone. So now yeah. you can have like now when you make pixel, proper pixel size, things. yeah, it should it will fill the whole block. Okay. That will probably help. Hmm. I assume. <laughs> hmm. That's kind of cool. Anything else in the new patch? There's been some more patches even since that last new patch that I talked about before when on the Kipper's Girls. <laughs> but <laughs> Kipper's but I, again, I haven't really been paying attention because I have been updating because I want to preserve my mods. Preserve them in case they get Well, because I assume though, as soon as Minecraft updates, a lot of the mods just desync and it fucks, fucks them up and you have to wait for the mod people to release yeah. or whatever. You just have to look on their websites. Yeah, so I've just been like, oh, I can't. <laughs> None of this matters at the moment. Can you just... Because it's just inexcusable, right? Yeah. Can you well, just sort of. install another instance of Minecraft on your hard disk? Kind of. I think I discussed this before. Because it's like, in the Minecraft folder, it's just inexcusable, but it actually stores like all the jar files and stuff oh, right. in your user folder in Windows. Oh, so it runs like... Which is a giant pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, that's annoying. You have to go and copy that shit. Although you can just copy and drop it in. It doesn't... It doesn't, you know, there's no registry or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Goddamn registry. <laughs> That's why you need a gack. <laughs> Donet. Anyway. <laughs> Everyone programming Donet like Terraria style. Everybody programming Minecraft in Terraria. Donet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that must be the worst interpreter going through Minecraft and then through the Java virtual machine and then eventually. <laughs> it's like as unoptimized as you could possibly get for code. It's like as far from native as you could get. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty bad. Hilarious. So yes, I'm sure I had more news. Yeah. I cannot think. I feel of like there was more news than I can't remember. Oh, it, Fez! Oh, that's actually going to come out at last. Jesus and, Christ! And, and more surprisingly, at a relatively good, you know, the normal price point for an Xbox game, it's not going to come out at 1,200 points. No, no, they're coming in at the far more regular 800. Mm. Success! What is this again? Remind me, Fez. It's the mysterious. 2D, 3D platformer crossover thing. Right. You play it from a 2D perspective, but the world actually has three dimensions, but you only ever play with it in two dimensions. All right. So what do you flip around? You rotate, yeah. You, you rotate the world 90 degrees, and then okay. and then you have access to different platforms and things okay. that you can stand on. So are they kind of cube-shaped puzzle levels? or Yeah, kind of. Like the blocks are all cube or cubic. <laughs> Could you make levels for Fez in Minecraft? I was thinking about. <laughs> I seriously thought about trying that because I was like, "What you can?" I was thinking about how you do it in Minecraft, and I was like, "Well, the trouble is in Fez, it looks like you just basically the the, the like islands are long and tall normally, yeah. so they rotate around the axis, and then you just go into a door and you appear on another island." I was like, "How can you do that in Minecraft?" Well, I, I was like, "If you built one island in Minecraft." You'd have to just have the other islands nearby, and then you'd have to have, like, an extending bridge that goes out to the next island when you solve the puzzle. So I started, like, working working out how to do that with pistons so you could make it so that when you trigger a redstone thing, it builds a little bridge out to the next island and stuff. Oh, I was like, sweet, I could probably actually do this. And then, then I got bored. And then I realised that if I was actually going to do it, I'd probably have to use, like, a, a map editor rather than build it literally in Minecraft, because that would be really inconvenient to take forever. Yeah. And then I couldn't be bothered to get a map editor. If you think about it, games like Fez and Crash and um, a few others that well, presumably Echo Chrome falls into this category as well, they must take fucking forever to actually design the levels for. Because that's, that's quite a mind screw, isn't it? Though? Well, it's because it's like that... 
the, the, the level is the puzzle, so it's like... <laughs> that is the design. Yeah. 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 That's where most of the effort goes. It's not just, like, throwing down some blocks and to make a place where you walk. <laughs> yeah. But the other sort of... I suppose there's the downside still with Fez is it's still explorer only. Yeah, that sucks. I want to play it. <laughs> yeah. it's, got, it's got PC indie written all over it, but it's uh, probably going to be a delayed release if they're going to do if that. If they hope do it, yeah. Hmm. Well, they... was. Like Super Meat Boy, did that come out on everything at the same time? No, no. Xbox for had a, had quite an epic lead. Right, well, there you go. And then the next Steam the version thing. came out a good few months later. Oh, there's a Steam even... version of something awesome that just came out. <laughs> there's a Steam version of something or other. It's not what I'm thinking because stacking just came out on Steam, and that's cool. Yeah, uh, but it was something else which I can't remember. At Twelve pounds. Oh, I know. Rayman Origins is on Steam. Yes, yeah. well, twenty pounds. Like, the classic PC for some reason PC games sell at half price. Sometimes it, that's cool, right? Yeah, that's clearly awesome. <laughs> We're not going to buy it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's in a if it's in a sale, <laughs> if it's in a sale and it becomes like two quid, then yeah, might <laughs> buy it. I don't know. It seemed really good. That seems like. I don't know. I was going to say it seems like you want it to be multiplayer, but actually you probably don't. It is multiplayer. <laughs> I mean, it is multiplayer, but I don't think it's actually better in multiplayer. Well, no, the game is supposed no. to be a lot easier, because you die yeah, because in you... single player, whereas in multiplayer you can res each other. Yeah. yeah. But the like the screen zooming and stuff is worse in multiplayer and that sort of thing. I guess. Mm. Yes. And it's more of a dyke clusterfuck when you're all close together in multiplayer. And they have taken the rather strange strategy. Um, I think Yahtzee was the one that first said this, where they've taken the mysterious strategy like um, Super Mario Brothers Wii did, where it's like, let's take two fairly well-known, char- you know, fairly normal characters in the, in the Rayman universe, and then add two other guys. Well, they it's are like they're, in... they're sort of like the toads, aren't they, in Super Mario Brothers? And it's like the other guys are just like two generic short asses. Well, they are like from the Rayman universe. Yeah, but it's... like no one for a start, no one practically knows the Rayman universe anyway. Well, no, it's like, true. How do they barely even know Glovox? <laughs> well, no, it's true, but they're like the same. Is my problem with it? It's like do you, you have kind of two characters that look pretty much the same as each other. I guess, but there weren't that many characters in Rayman, so I guess they didn't have much choice. <laughs> Raygirl. You can't do that. You, they, that, that infers too much of a story. Okay. Ms. Rayman. <laughs> the key thing Rayman is Jim. doing a crazy dance at the end of the level. <laughs> yes. That's not at the end of the level. No, that's, that's just happening. That's <laughs> just <laughs> happening. Just go constantly anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, the end of the level is the taking a photo in the stupid oh, pose, yeah. pose thing. style thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's like a Rayman classic, that was. <laughs> like Rayman 2 or something. Mm. They've released um, the Rayman HD collection, haven't they? Yeah. Like a couple Randomly. of the, Yeah, a couple of the original games redone with. Not quite as nice as Rayman Origins style <laughs> graphical awesomeness, but it's a touch up. It's only, a, it's only an HD. I still have to play Bastion, goddamn. Anyway. I know, so do I. I still, I actually have it and still haven't played it. Yeah, me too. Anyway, so, is that it for news today? <laughs> Probably. I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's move on. Pretty lame. I should have made notes. Dip. What you've been playing? I'm sure I had something interesting. Okay. But it's gone. There was the Eve Fempress. They oh, did that. free patch as well. Oh yeah, I guess it was that. That may or may not be interesting. We haven't actually played it yet, do we? Mm. 
The fact that the, the only interesting thing coming out of the Eve Fan Fest was, well, apart from dust, obviously, was that, like, holy shit, they're finally modelling the missile launchers. Well, <laughs> all right. So now missiles just won't come out of the middle of your ship. Oh, really? Cool. <laughs> That's a result. Yeah. They only... actually have turrets that attach to your ship. It's only taken them, like, a decade. Yep. And then, and also it appears that at the same time, while they're remodelling the turrets, they're redoing all the missile effects. Which, to be honest doesn't actually matter, because unlike the gun effects, where it was like, oh, we've made it so that when you miss, your bullets actually miss. Yeah. <laughs> well, but with missiles, you can't miss, so they can do whatever the fuck they want with that animation. <laughs> what do you think's the most dated bit of Eve, considering how old it is? What do you mean by dated? <laughs> like, what's the original, dated what's the most original in, asset that's what, there? Yeah, what seems like it's from a game that was developed that that came out. Like, I one thing that seems, that seems like it's never fucking been used for about a million years is Defender Missiles. Because <laughs> they originally, like, missiles used to be a lot slower. Like, a lot slower. And, like, missiles used to have, like, in their information that used to have how many hit points they had and that kind of thing. Oh, so you could actually have Defender Missiles to intercept them. And... They do still sort of work against torpedoes, because torpedoes are, like, super slow. Mm. But you're never going to hit any other kind of missile with Defender Missiles. And back in the old days, you used to be able to set... When you had Defender Missiles loaded in a missile launcher, you used to be able to set it on auto-defense. So as soon as a missile targeted you, it would fire defenders at it. Hmm. But I, I don't think that you can still do that. But I haven't used Defender Missiles for, like, forever, because they, they're almost pointless, because missiles are so fast now. Hmm. And even then, I mean, like, sometimes you see the enemies that have Defender Missiles, because I guess that's sort of trying to balance the NPCs against the fact that missiles always hit. But most of these, like, when I, you, I my, like, my main ship only has, like, one missile, which is I'm firing, like, one singular torpedo. <laughs> and even then, when the defenders hit it, most of the time it doesn't actually destroy it, so the missile still <laughs> connects. Mm. It's like, Defender Missiles, what the fuck? Why do these even still exist? Mm. That is ancient. That sounds like a neat idea, but yeah, it's become outdated. By the well, really, the whole things. missile system is just ridiculous. The fact that they could never miss, I find really dumb. But then it's like, what could you do? You'd have to have like a manually released pulse, I guess, to try <laughs> countermeasures. Yeah, like like flares, <laughs> space flares. Yeah, space flares, space <laughs> flares. But then that's basically what the defender missiles were trying to be, sort of. It just reminded me of like, do you remember like in? Um, I suppose you guys never played it, but I think Wing Commander Prophecy used to have these awesome interceptor class uh, ships whose only point was to try and um, um, be the first point of contact for like incoming waves of enemies. But they were really sweet. I think they were called like wasps or something, and they had these swarm pods. Right. right. So instead of firing missiles normally, you'd get some. You'd, they'd be quicker than any other ship, so they'd get to the fight really quickly. Yeah. And then and then like lock up really fast, and then fire a swarm. So it's just like they literally just went. Rrr. Whoosh! And this like just butterfly effect, you know, looking effect of missiles and just come out of the ship and like take out a few things. Awesome. It's like they were fun. Sounds cool. And then, and, then, and then you had to play out the rest of the fight in them, which was tricky because they were shit up. Yeah. But <laughs> the other thing that's that that might miss space combat. <laughs> well, that's the same as a 
an actual interceptor as for the mission <coughs> interceptor in terms of because they're all around fighter planes yeah, and yeah. then in the cold war well also in early uh, before that even but interceptors were very fast and then they just were for shoot downing incoming enemy bombers mm. so they just got there and they fired their one thing or whatever and then they they'd were a bit yeah they'd be useless for in in actual com uh, dogfight because they're not maneuverable they're just insanely fast mm. and all the russian fighters were mostly interceptors that's why they didn't do very well in combat with american all-round air superiority fighters because they was just designed because russia's massive so if bombers are coming in you have to be able to get from your base to like yeah. intercept them you just need to get there and shoot it with a missile and that's it have like space combat sims ever properly sort of like simulated the whole like, you know how in Battlestar is like a fantastic example of this, because they do kind of portray the kind of, the, the, the unit balance thing a little bit, don't they? Not so much, but they sort of like, oh quick, pull the, pull these guys back in, we need to release these things instead. Right. There's a little bit of that, isn't there, in Battlestar? Not crazy. Well, they just know. They, yeah. really, they only really have the Raptors or whatever. But yeah, there's only Vibers and Raptors. Vibers and Raptors. Whereas yeah, there's so a lot more variety in the Star Wars. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Stuff. So, you know, no, I don't think any sort of space combat sim has really captured like the, the so, so much of the sort of like, oh, like, for instance, if you were to fly out as an interceptor, do your job or something, like, have that awesome moment where, like, a sea of missiles just goes forward and yeah. flats a few of the enemy, and then you have to run like shit back so you, so you can get back to the carrier and swap into another ship and have it, like, nicely portrayed as, like, the battle carries on, and perhaps make that a multiplayer co-op experience. Yeah. How amazing would that well, be? class-based, right? It's like yeah. TF2 or something. Yeah. yeah. And how quality would that be if someone just got it right? We have the technology well, now to do that right. Well, I suppose X-Wing vs. Die Fighter was I mean, Eve close. does it technically, doesn't it? But without the cool stuff. <laughs> well, Eve does it with, like, fancy drones. You have to change your drone waves. It's like, light drones to hit frigates, and then heavy drones to hit your match ships, and I then make some other random yeah, drones. Yeah, I was about to say, I meant yeah. more in the fact that you don't really change ships in the middle of a fight, or yeah. you don't have the... Well, you can theoretically in PvP if you have, like, a mothership with a <laughs> ship hanger and a clone bay, and then you can fly in there and dock and change it to a different ship. But you don't fly it yourself, so, you know... I, well, you do. No, no, but you don't fly it. You're not no. hands-on flying and dog and the fun of a dogfight and all that stuff, and then someone coming in and stealing, you know, just intercepting a fight in the middle of it. You know, oh, space combat, yay. Oh, this is... Something that is not really news. None, almost Un- news. news. Do you remember Ben from University of Southampton who was computer science and he went to work for Free Radical? Yes. Uh, um, and he told me, I know we were in some club in London years ago and he told me he was working on a game but he wasn't allowed to say what it was. Mm. And, and he's, he, I eventually let slip that it was a Star Wars game and I was like, well, I narrowed it down basically <laughs> and I thought, well, it's got to be a, one of those Battlefront... Uh, no, what's it called? Oh, Battlefront 3. Yeah, Battlefront 3. Anyway, Which and he said canned. he said it's Battlefront 3. I was like, what? You, Free Radical didn't make Battlefront. I was really confused. But obviously they had, they it, had the and most, it was a secret yeah. at the time. Anyway, so uh, I didn't mention his last name, so you won't know who he is. But uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it got canned, and um, then the studio got gutted and then got converted to Crytek UK or whatever, mm. who he still works for, so all good for that. Really? But anyway... Footage has come out of this game, like yeah, I saw that as it was, and you can. I mean, it didn't look amazing, but you can fly from the planet's atmosphere directly into orbit in, hmm. and shoot at star destroyers in the same map, which is kind of cool. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always been kind of a dumb dream to be able to be in space combat and just fly down and land on a hmm. planet, right? 
they've never got. Well, I think there. going up is easy, but going do, down well, is you impossible. You could do both. You could do because it's like when you're going up, you're coming like from a landing site and going into space, and then when you're in space, there's like you know there's so ships and you're moving really fast. But when you're going down, you're trying to land in this incredibly tiny area from all ends. I know. It's like really difficult to navigate. It was pretty weird because you sort of came down in the footage and like. Uh, you could see lots of land below, but obviously all the icons for where everyone was fighting was in this yeah. quite small area that you had to go down to. That's it probably going to be how it will be in, like, even yeah. dust, where it's like, <laughs> there's the FPS panel going on right there. That <laughs> tiny little circle of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a shame, because that could have been... Well, it w- I'm sure, given Free Radical were developing it, developing it, it would have been better than the previous games in the series. Mm. And it's not a bad idea, Battlefield in Star Wars. Yeah, I, I never really liked the first two. No, but fairness, there was always a weird balance thing that yeah. was just never quite right. But I'm sure the people that made Time Splitters could have sorted that out. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, Time Splitters four down. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen now. Come on! Whenever anyone talks about like shoot mania and like making levels out of blocks, it's like, well, that's just like Time Splitters. Why is no one saying that's it's like Time Splitters? Because that's basically what it is. <laughs> Yeah, Tire Splitters was great. It's oh, yeah, it had that whole massive level editor. Yeah, both That's two insane. and three had, had great level editors that were brilliant fun. Some of the levels we made on that shit was quality. <laughs> Even if, especially the ones where we just ripped off the levels from Twelve Rage Wars, they were they were awesome. Or Temple from Goldeneye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> Always we, made Temple. <laughs> damn right. And then and then attempt to make proximity mine battles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was all about. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty funny. Da, 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 da. Oh, man. Everything's just exploding. Because <laughs> the explosions lasted for like 10 seconds or something. <laughs> Whoa. It wasn't like bang, it was like flame, flame, flame. flame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ridiculous. Man, types of rules. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Game! Yeah, we'd finish these. Yeah. Have we gone on to what you've been playing? No. no. Okay. But I've sort of already talked about at least one of the things. Do you want to carry on then? Maybe. Talk about even Minecraft or more. Okay. To some extent. <laughs> Keep on the theme. Yeah, I went, I went back to the Eve, like, to actually play it for a small amount of time. Because it was like, holy shit, I've done this for a while. And I, I hadn't actually played since they'd done the update to make it so that your guns actually miss and hit when you miss and hit. And also, all the gun noises had been updated, and I was like, what? <laughs> it was like, I hadn't heard any of this, so it was kind of surprising. And I'm sure one of the, one of the types of guns on one of these enemy ships that was fighting me sounded like, didn't really sound like a gun, it sounded more like a siren. So it was like, there were these enemy, I don't wait, it was my drones. So I didn't hear them normally when they were far away shooting things, but one time when an enemy was near me and the drones were circling close, I could hear the drone guns. And they just sound like weird sirens, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> Apparently that's what drone guns sound like. <laughs> so yeah, been flying around and shooting things, NPCs as always, because I only do shitty NPC missions. And the gun effects are okay, I guess. I still had, I still had the classic Eve bug where my position had got de- desynced with where I actually was. So it's like, I'm flying right next to this enemy ship, and it's like, you're missing because you're too far away. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Hurry up and catch up. Realise where I actually am. Is that actually a bug or just lag compensation? No, it, crazy. It's, a, it's, <coughs> it's a bug where, like, large static objects are in, like, you know, scenery, if you bump up against them, sometimes your position kind of gets, oh, right, gets stuck. Smeared out. Yeah. It's, yeah. Really, it's a really weird thing. 
which is really annoying and, and like really difficult to fix. Uh, Luckily, I killed the thing I was shooting at eventually. It's just like half my shots were missing, so I was like, took a little extra long time. Uh, but yeah, Eve is still Eve, and it looks pretty cool nowadays with all their updated graphics and effects. And they're redoing some of the ships as well. Well, I mean, they keep saying they're going to redo like a lot of the ships. Did but... they fix the whole dock being retarded and you know how they changed everything where you just move or you have that avatar whatever instead of you, do you, can you see your, see your ship and all that? Yeah, they put that back in. Yeah, they put it back you. in. Okay, that's what I meant. A while ago, right? Yeah. But yeah, I still I haven't turned on the avatar thing for ages. Right, okay. It's just like I don't, don't even remember that that's there most of the time. Cool. I could be a guy walking around, but fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. And that, and they also in one of the fairly recent patches they made it so that there's no time delay on changing ships any longer. Because it used to be really annoying. It's like you dock and they'd be like, wait thirty seconds before you can do anything, <laughs> or well before you change ships. And then when you change ship, it's like wait thirty seconds before you can change ship again. But now they got rid of that because that was an old, that looked like some old thing where it's like, we used to do this this way because, it, you know, you had to take into account this delay for this other thing. But then they, because they've optimized other things, it's like, we no longer need that delay. Now you can change ships as much as you want, as far as you want. Oh, cool. Success. <laughs> so awesome. that makes things slightly nicer in Doc. And then that was it. That was Eve. I haven't really played it that much. I made a small amount of cash to add my huge pile of cash. Your massive pile of cash. <laughs> you must have been in there longer than most people playing the game now. Well, maybe. I don't know. Not but, like I've played it that much. Maybe, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. I've got quite a lot of skill points. <laughs> when they're talking about going back to dust or something, hasn't there been a bit of a... Um, a thing about Eve players basically being bastards resurfacing. Because, like, you know, Eve <laughs> is basically... Yeah, Eve is basically, like, justified griefing. It's a wretched uh, hive of scum and <laughs> villainy. But they essentially said, like, some guy was being interviewed or something, he said, yeah, we're going to find a way to grief the dust players as well. <laughs> well of course. That's it's the whole like, point. The, like, grief, the dust people are probably going to try and grief the people. Grief the whole point. Well, I don't know, I'm not sure it works that way round. FPS land isn't quite so... I don't know, you could deliberately, like, sabotage... You could, like, if you're a mercenary FPS squad for high, you could deliberately sabotage it by just failing. Well, <laughs> I'm going to fail yeah. to defend your installation so they all get blown up. <laughs> I guess, but I suppose that depends on how the win-loss system works for the, you know, would you actually get benefits from losing <laughs> well I mean you wouldn't the corporation who secretly hired you to sabotage the other corporation in EVE <laughs> I suppose that, and then you could get like super awesome super amounts of money with which to buy more tanks yeah. but if they didn't make the FPS fights um, you know balanced so that there was actual a chance of the other team winning. Well, they, they, I'm, sure no someone, I'm sure someone suggested that they're not going to. <laughs> they're not going to make it balanced at all, so you really could have... It like, really could be fucked. Yeah, you could right. just be fucked from the start. Hmm. Interesting. Supposedly, in, I think the way they're planning to do it for Dust is like, they're basically going to do it in the same way as Eve and have high-sec battles in Dust are going to be like, sort of not the... They're going to be the ones that don't really matter to the I team, see, and they're, they're going to be balanced. more balanced. Right. And then once you go into like low sec or null sec, they're going to be the ones that are actual corporations hiring people. So you could be completely fucked and out them. Right. So you could be you and your team could be hired to go up against a virtually impossible to defeat other team yeah. position. And if you fail, it's like, well, you still got paid, I guess. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. And that was Eve, pretty much. Not much going on. I've been manufacturing stuff and looking at the markets probably about to go crazy because they're patching shit. Where they're making... They're making NPCs and drones drop significantly less minerals, basically. So the mineral prices on the market all started suddenly going up quite a lot. I was like, oh good, here we go again. <laughs> Everything's going to get more expensive. It really sucks. Like, and there was, the worst thing that happens to me, that's happened to me at least two times, is when I, like, I see a, looking at some awesome ship that is not necessarily even that new, but I'm like, there was a mining, but there's a mining barge, and I was like, I kind of want one of those, just so I could have, like, the ultimate mining. But it's like, oh, it's like 200 million, and it's like, well, the price looks like it's going down, it's going to get to, like, 180, and then maybe that'll be worth it then, I don't think I'll hold off, and then it's like, it never gets down, and then it just starts going up. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I'm never getting one of them then. <laughs> mm. It's because I, because I don't pay enough attention to know what, like, you know, what the, what the price variation at, actually is based on. It's like, I just, I just think, oh, they're ripping me off, but it's actually probably, like, their production costs have gone up and it's filtered down the chain to <laughs> just make everything more expensive. It's the same with, like, the stupid Marauder ships, where it's like, one billion? Fuck that shit. I was going to buy it when it was nearly 600 million, but I was waiting for 500 million, but it never got that low. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm never going to buy one. <laughs> God damn it. Uh. So does the economy in EVE kind of have a natural interest, then? Sort of. Like, accidentally. What, inflation? Yeah. I don't know about exactly inflation. Because really, the min- the base mineral price... Well, because it used to be that there was a maximum that the mineral prices could get, go to, but they unlinked that. It was to do with, like, shuttles used to be available in every station because you needed to be able to get a cheap ship that you could fly around in right. rather than just flying in your pod because <laughs> that wasn't very fast. But then they made it so that shuttles were no longer made by NPCs, so they had to be manufactured in Norway. And because shuttles are made of so much minerals, that, like, removed the seeding of the mineral price, because the minerals would never get more expensive than how much the shuttle was if you reprocessed it. Right. But then they got rid of that, and then mineral prices became fully, you know, based on the economy. But that didn't seem to change that much, so I guess that <laughs> that was a success. That was a success. <laughs> it didn't, like, suddenly skyrocket or anything. Yeah. They transferred off the guild standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Or the shuttle standard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. That was these. Hmm. And then Minecraft. Minecraft. I've been not doing very much in, really. Instead of um, Worm, it's now Minecraft that I play while I'm doing podcasts, where I don't have to do very much. I just sort of wander around in a cave. Yeah. My brother watches TV while he's playing Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> I don't understand how you can do that, because then you're using no. your eyes for two things at the same time. Well, I think he just... I'm hoping his TV doesn't care about. I think, I think with peripheral vision, he knows what characters are on screen, and then he just listens to the conversation, which I can understand in, like, a sitcom, especially yeah. if it's Friends or something, where you know the characters are always the same. Yeah. The, the visual part of TV 
in that case, doesn't really matter. Like all the jokes you can get from just listening, yeah, like a radio like drama, a, drama yeah, of like yeah, additional, yeah. occasional. Because they do try feedback. and do some occasional visual things. Yeah. yeah, but he was watching The Wire with playing Minecraft. I was like, that's impossible. I can't even understand what's going on in The Wire, the first series. Has he already watched it before? No, no. I was like, what the hell? You surely you had no idea what the fuck was happening because The Wire is really confusing. Unless he's first. playing Minecraft in the peripheral. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I doubt it, though. I don't know. That would be really hard to do. Well, to not, play an interactive game well, in your like, peripheral vision. Technically, there's no, like, death penalty in Minecraft, really. So, yeah, it's true. like, whatever. I just uh, run around and... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's... I don't think watching TV and playing games together is no. really a good idea. Podcasts um, just about work. Podcasts would just about work. Definitely. I still have to pause them occasionally when it's like... When I'm trying to think of, you know, doing a calculation or something, or, or making something. some planning or something in Minecraft, I'm like, okay, I have to stop trying to listen to these people for a minute and actually think about this. That's why I don't listen to music very much at work. <laughs> yeah. Like, there comes a point where you actually go, yeah. oh shit, I need to actually think about this. Music off. <laughs> or the other that. way around, where you actually, you just start doing things and then you realise... This music has been playing in my ears. I haven't heard a single part yeah, of it yeah, for like yeah. half an hour. It totally happens to me. <laughs> I get started happen. and then the whole thing is gone and uh, You've zoned I w- out wasn't listening to any of it. Yeah, which is cool. It's nice to have background, but like, I mean, it's, it's got to be non-distracting. Like, that's sort world. of a good thing where you realise, like, wow, I was actually focused on work for a change. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, it, then it also kind of sucks when that happens and you realise that you've just, you're like, it's the end of an awesome song. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to restart that song now. <laughs> and I just realised that I haven't been listening to this awesome song, but I actually wanted to. <laughs> that's okay. You can play it again, but then you just lost your concentration. Yeah. Oh, but that's okay. So, yeah, Minecraft has become... Well, on my stupid buildcraft, fucking around with automated mining and stuff, you're not doing very much most of the time. <laughs> so like the regular Minecraft where you're digging everything, but then digging everything in Minecraft is boring in its own right. So I'm just like wandering around and thinking of ingenious plans to harvest shit faster. Because I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to use the stupid equivalent exchange shit to, you know, transmute things into higher value stuff. Yeah. So I've just been thinking, like, how can I possibly squeeze more resources out of my local area where it's like, I built a spawn tower where things spawn and they get sucked into a hole and then fall to their deaths and then it sucks it into a pipe and stuff. So that doesn't work very well because the spawn methods in Minecraft have sort of changed over time. That used to work a lot better, but now enemies don't move if they're a certain distance away from you. Uh-huh. So they spawn and then they just stand there, which makes it so they don't fall off things, which is how it used to work. It works okay, it's just not as fast as I would like. And then I had those, like, underground... Like, the monster spawners in underground dungeons, those only work if you're really close to them as well, so you can't really harvest that very much. So I've been trying to work out ingenious ways to <laughs> harvest things faster. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I think my plan in that in that in in Minecraft now is I think this might actually be the time when I make an e- effort to get to the end and just do that, because I still haven't seen that. And I was like, I, I... You haven't seen the dragon in the end? No. Okay. That probably won't take very long, will it? Well, no, probably not. I was going to say, because you need, you need like, the Eye of Ender things to activate the portal. Yeah. Which normally would require collecting a whole shit ton of Ender Pearls. And I've got, like, none of them in this game. 
I think it's like even when I went out specifically, I'm like because normally I just sleep to make it go back to daylight, but then none of the enemies spawn. Yeah. So one like I went out on a couple of times specifically, just went out at night to try and kill Enderman, and I still only got like two of the fucking pearls. And I was like, you need like eight or something to activate a portal, plus which you need extras because you have to throw them to lead you to where the dungeon is that yeah. has the portal in it. And those destroy like some of the So time. you lose them when so you So you lose them. those as well. I was like, how you how it never be so boring to do this in the way? But of course now once I found one, I've learned it in my transmutation thing, so I just make it to me a boss. A bunch of them. Well, <laughs> equivalent exchange. Yep. Just, uh. <laughs> just throw them out, get them extra quick. Although it's like even though I'm using the equivalent exchange, I'm still trying to do it semi legitimately, where it's like I'm not just dumping everything in there and making diamonds. <laughs> I'm like building up the diamonds. It's like I've got an entire box of dirt, and then an entire box of stone, and then an entire box of wool, and then an entire box of logs, and an entire box of obsidian. It's like I'm gradually working up the energy levels until I make an entire box of diamonds. Make diamonds at some point, eventually. Hmm. Okay. So doesn't your entire system automatic now, though? Well, from the mi- from from the mining, it is like the automated mines that just dig shit up and turn it into eventually diamonds. That's all automated. But when I go out by myself and like dig some extra stuff up, then I put that through my and my pre farm uh, just makes logs, which I just used convert those manually as well. And I have sheep that I can shear for wool, and then all the enemy drops coming out at my stupid spawn tower convert them manually. <laughs> So yeah, that's Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm doing while listening to podcasts, though, instead of... Because I was commuting on the train. It was yeah. like, oh, well, I can listen to podcasts with nothing else to do. This will pass the time. But now I'm just walking into... Yeah. So, and I, I, you could... I've been listening to Alvin while I'm kind of walking, but it's not It's not ideal. No. Like, it's not long. And it's like, oh, well, when am I listening to, listen to the podcasts and stuff? And I found the one thing that I need to do that I hadn't need to, needed to do before... Ironing. <laughs> it takes goddamn forever. It takes me like 25 minutes to iron one shirt. And now that, that may sound dumb, but you have to do the inside of the collar of the, the collar and the outside of the collar. Then the inside of one cuff and then the outside of the cuff and then the back of the arm and then the front of the arm. And then the back of the other arm, front of the other arm, the inside of the collar of the cuff, outside of the cuff and that arm. And then you do the front panel and then the back and then the other bit of the back and then the other panel and then you're done. That's one shirt. That takes me 25 minutes. All right. like, you have two options here. One, don't iron. Don't two, iron. Get a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Don't wear shirts. Right. Yeah, don't wear just, shirts. just go in bareback. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, my. Get another job. <laughs> well, no, I don't get a job where you don't need to wear. Well, that's the thing. I don't actually need to wear shirts for my job. I'm oh, there you go. It's self-imposed. Yeah, it's self-imposed. Jumpers and polo shirts. Yeah. Yeah, polo oh, shirts. Probably don't need stuff, shirts. Yeah. so much ironing. Or you just iron those flat at one side or the other and then you're done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, easy. So what else was I playing was... <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> you're welcome. It's that sand and horse again. Yeah. <laughs> All that grit. <laughs> oh, <God>. Gravelly. <laughs> Rumblings. Uh, <laughs> I played quite a lot more of Space Pirates and Zombies and Valkyrie Hunters. Oh, yeah. To actually get through some more of that. Spasm. Yeah, spasm. <laughs> spasm. <laughs> spasm. But, um, yeah, that's still that game. 
<laughs> Actually, for some... <laughs> That's still that game, by the way. I don't know, but it seems like it's just got a lot harder. I think when they did all the balance tweaking over the time between when I stopped playing it and they fixed that mine exploit. Yeah. I think between then and now, they've actually done some more balance tweaking. It's made it fucking difficult, because, like, my tactic used to be you combine the leech emitters that drain enemy ships and uh, ships' power, and you use the iron emitters that remove shields and then shut down the ship. Uh. And then the, the, you basically have that on your ship, so you shut down the target, and then you use your wingmen to just damage them, basically. That was my plan before, but now that doesn't seem to work nearly as well. It's like the 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 combination of leech emitters and iron emitters seems to take. Firstly, it seems to take a lot longer to shut things down, uh-huh. and secondly, the iron emitters no longer shut down engines, so they can still like evade. All oh, right, which kind of sucks. <laughs> that's like, you'd think they would shut down engines. Well, I think the I think the idea like of that. Standpoint. Well, I think the idea of that was to to make gravity missiles more pointful. Because gravity missiles stop you from running away because they uh, slow right. you down. Okay. But then, like, not every ship has missile slots or whatever. Mm. And also, I think the other thing that they maybe rebalanced was the was like how the size of the weapon has more effect on how powerful it is. So, like, large weapons, like small weapons, don't work nearly as well on large ships any longer. Mm. <laughs> So, like, you can't just have small iron emitters to, to, to disable things and then have your larger ones for more important guns. The bounty hunter ships are pretty cool, though. All right. The new ships that they put in. They're actually maybe a bit too cool in some cases. Because, like, these ships are way better than all the other ones in this size class. Okay. <laughs> so there's no point in using any of these other ones, ever. Do they look cool, or they have more slots, or what? They just have a lot more slots, like or like all the bounty hunters' ships seem to have tons more utility slots, which is just the most important thing, really, because you can add all kinds of boosters and shit in there to make them actually useful. So any disadvantage to being a bounty hunter then? Well, you're not really, you're, you aren't really a bounty hunter. Oh, you're just a guy. You just have their ships, oh, just like all the other ships. Oh, okay. Steal the designs, like freelancer or something. The bounty hunters are actually really annoying as well. Because it's like, whenever you're anywhere near, like, they have a bounty hunter base, and then that, anywhere, if you're in any of the adjacent systems or that system, whenever you kill anything, you just get bounty. And then if you have enough bounty, then bounty hunters start coming and trying to kill you. Which is just super annoying, because there's no way to really avoid getting bounty until, mm. although I did discover eventually when you get to the bit with where the zombies are, killing zombies reduces your bounty. <laughs> Ah. Because <laughs> it's like service to humanity or whatever. Ah, that makes sense. Sort of. But that's like so late game, you're spending all this other time where it sucks and you can't get rid of your bounty apart from doing the stupid challenge missions, which their reward decreases the more times you do them, so you can't really grind that out very well. Or you can just go to the bounty hunter station and just pay it off in one big lump. But then you're using all your money <laughs> to just pay off your bounty. And then you have to go mine, and then it's like, ah, oh, more fucking mining. <laughs> yeah. Mm, interesting. So it's kind of annoying. I don't you know. introduce some kind of privateering mechanic where you can... Well, that would be like that. You know, where you can get hired to do work or whatever. <laughs> well... Or yeah. destroy others. Well, I don't understand... Because I thought... Initially, I thought that I was only going to get bounty from killing, like, police ships, the UTA ships. Yeah. But you get it from killing civilian ships as well. So it's like, neither side. <laughs> yeah. Neither side is with the bounty hunters. They just all give you bounty. And then there's no way to get rid of it apart from the zombies. So much later on in the game. Hmm. And I, it's just like, I don't know, that, 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 all the rebalancing they've done, I just feel super underpowered. It's like, I'm, 
I'm up to level 70 on my, you know, each level gives you some points towards your tech tree or whatever. Sure. So I'm up to 70, and then, like, the, the systems that I'm flying in are rated as, like, 50 or 60, and I still feel drastically underpowered most of the time. And I'm just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and this is only playing on normal difficulty. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> so it's like, what the shit? Don't know what happened to this game. Grr. Grr. That's spaz... Is that all you've been playing? No, because there was one more thing that's more actually thing. sort of new, not really new, sort of new. Sort of new. <laughs> sort of new, semi-interesting. One careful owner. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is? I decided to buy Blur on Blur. PC because it was cheap in the middle of the week. Woo. It was like four Woo. quid in the Steam sale. And, and I was like, like, yeah, just some cheap driving. I was watching a quick look of Ridge Racer Unbounded the other day. And at <laughs> first I was like, this is a total rip-off of Burnout. Yeah. And then I was like, why would I buy this when I could buy Blur? <laughs> or Burnout. <laughs> or Burnout. Well, yeah. But yeah, anyway. But it's not like Unbounded has like power-ups. Yeah, I suppose. The whole point is shortcuts and blasting through the city. Yeah, but the, yeah, but I saw like that's all Jeff s- was like blasting towards what looked like an obvious uh, shortcut, and he just went ram into a Yeah, wall. but that's because he was bad at it. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. You have true. to like, you know, it's that's true. It pops up the thing to tell you to do it when yeah. you're in range to do it. To do and it. if you've done it beforehand and your boost is about to run out, then you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you have to learn. Yeah. To, I think that's that's why he appeared to suck quite badly. He at did that. suck quite badly because he wasn't. He did. It's not really boost like boost. It's boost like a trigger to access a shortcut. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just use it whenever. I mean, you can to but like kill vehicles or stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So I got blur and drove around, and it's all right, I guess. <laughs> all right, I guess it's it's fine. But I just it's like I'd only played like the first you know, league or, you know, rival tree or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, I've basically seen all this game, haven't I? Because <laughs> it's really just a bit of a one-trick thing. Once you've done a race with all the power-ups and stuff, there's not really much else to it. I mean, there's those other versions. I guess that, not. Like, there's a lot more tracks that the game has to offer that you don't that get eked out throughout the campaign. Yeah. And there's those challenges as well that you have to do the during the races that they get more complex as you go through. Well, the trouble is that I don't... And there's the achievements that are slight, uh, for cert- on certain races, which are a bit, especially on the rival challenge ones, that are kind of tough. I just don't like, well, I mean, the checkpoint racing and the destruction racings are kind of like, nah. <laughs> just like, the destruction racings are, are really quite difficult. Towards, towards the end of the game, they're some of the hardest stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, they do get relatively difficult relatively quickly, but it's not like it's not very interesting. I mean, when you are limited to just like one power up, it's so uninteresting when you've just been doing this awesome race with all these other cars and all kinds of shit flying around. It's difficult because there is a certain tactic to destruction, yeah, events, isn't there? Like you have, you have to make sure you're accurate. Yeah, you actually is... have to think about your yeah. firing rather than just spamming. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I can see your, see your concern. And the checkpoint is just kind of... Yeah, it's really not designed for just speed. Check, no, checkpoint's quite annoying. It, it eventually becomes memorization, not of actual good driving, but where, all, where the power-ups are that yeah. you need to be getting. And then and then there's a certain amount of trial and error to try and figure out whether you want to go for the time reduction or the boost routes on some of them. Yeah, and whether, and you, want like, to, whether you want to like reserve a boost to do a hairpin better or use it on a straightaway or whatever. Yeah, there's not many occasions where you need to actually use the air brake. But... No. Uh, straightaway? 
Yeah, well, American, American. American. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of these, some of them, some of them are in American cities. Apart from the ones that are in like Brighton. Yeah, Brighton and I think London Hackney. gets mentioned. Yeah, Hackney, <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> the two epic centres of racing in England. Brighton <laughs> and Hackney. <laughs> Not Brands Hatch or Dunstan. But they're street courses, of course. Yeah, of course. Or semi off But you have to say, what it does, it does goddamn well. Well, I mean, it's fairly awesome. It's I just mean, fun. It's, and, I don't know. Well, my I, I had myself with a proper addiction to that while I was going through it. It's I, just like, oh, I've got a spare, like, half an hour. Let's play some Blair. Do a couple of events. I have been tempted. But the, I think my, sort of my, I'm only playing on, like, the middle difficulty rather than the hardest. Because mm. I was like, I don't really feel like dealing with maximum difficulty. <laughs> to stick it on normal. Oh, no, no, maximum difficulty is fucking difficult. I'm telling you, it's properly hard. But it's just like, particularly right near the start, it's just like it's way too easy to just get ahead, and then you just don't do. Then you just drive. <laughs> uh, well, it's the start of the game, I suppose. Well, yeah, but I just get harder as the game goes on. Yeah, but I still haven't quite got to a point where I'm battling all the way through a race. It's just like at some point I get ahead and then I'm just gone. It's like they, they can't stop you. It's the same sort of, I mean, even with the idea of shocks targeting the leader, it's not like shocks are hard to avoid or anything, really. If you're any good at driving. It depends on the track. Some are, some are difficult, some are easy. Yeah. But then that same kind of thing happened when I went online as well. It was like, more often than not, one person will get out in front of them, then you, you can never catch them. Well, that's the classic thing with racing games. Well, but yeah. I've, I've, my experience of Xbox Live is that they've been, the fights have been a lot closer than they would have been in other like online races. Yeah, probably. There's, there's, there is a lot more to and fro. Yeah. You know, and often you find yourself, if you stay in a lobby for a while, like fighting with a couple of guys consistently. Yeah. There is a sort of like a nice... <coughs> it does get the balance, I think, from random to skill quite well. There is a certain amount of random because of the power-up system, but it's... Uh, um, yeah, often you find yourself, you always seem to end up finish races in a certain lobby in the same position as you have been the last few. So, like, suggesting that it's, oh, actually, my skill level means that I'm actually sort of kind of, like, placing where I should. Yeah. So I went um, into the stupid learner league, of course, level yeah. one to ten. Yeah. And the first race I did, I won. <laughs> and I was like, well, wow, beginner's luck, fuck yeah. <laughs> that was good. But then I haven't actually been doing that badly since then. I got a five winning streak. Oh, really? At one wow. point. Which was, pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, maybe you just rocket this. <coughs> I, I don't I, know, I it seemed like a three once. It so. seems like in a lot of cases in that, it was just like I was getting away. Once I could get on, once I, and I think it was also maybe the track, because obviously it keeps it on the reasonably simple tracks in the, yeah. in the earlier league, in like the learner league, but also of the tracks that they were coming up in the votes, I kept, think they kept picking the ones that where I could just like get my speed up and then I, I seemed to be better at just going. <laughs> and once I got going, I could just burn the shit out of it and rock it around these things. Hmm. But yeah, so that was fairly interesting. Not too laggy. Not that many people playing it, of course. I was about to say, what's the, what is the community like in terms of size? Because the Xbox One wasn't massive while I was playing. Well, on Friday night, there was like 500 people. In the That's more than Xbox. Player. That's impressive. <laughs> and that might have been because of the deal. Yeah, yeah obviously. That probably helped. But even so, that's bigger than the Xbox like community most of the time. There's a hundred people in learners, so like one fifth of the population is only just playing the game. game. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> damn, damn, that game is good. It's pretty good. It deserved much more attention than it did. How does it run? How's it looking like? Presumably, your system runs it at like super smooth sixty. And... 
I don't think it does. I'm not sure if... I'm, I'm not very sensitive on frame rates, at least not as much as you are. I was thinking I should probably just run fraps and get the frame rate counter on there and see what it actually is, but I'm not convinced it's running it smooth. Hmm. It does seem to judder sometimes, but I'm not sure whether that's temporary or whether that's just me catching a glimpse of what speed it's actually running at and then realising it's not smooth. Yeah, because I, I was in two minds about whether it would actually be better or not. Like, cause it, and on the Xbox, it runs at a perfect 30. You know, it never, yeah. never judders. It's always that, but, but it's thirty. <laughs> but it's thirty, yeah. Um, and so a bit of me wonders, yeah. But but thirty to a to a degree, kind of some in some games, kind of emphasizes the action. If you know what I mean, because it's because it isn't quite so easy to see. Yeah, you end up with a certain larger feeling of exhilaration for some reason. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it kind of sometimes helps. And I want and blur. I have a suspicion might actually suffer from have being too smooth in places. Hmm. Uh, I have a suspicion that it would be... Uh, even so, at four quid, I'm kind of a bit bummed I missed it because it would have been cool to face off against you for some... Uh... You'd just have to wait for the next sale. Yeah. But the other thing about it was um, the keyboard controls. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't play a keyboard. Well, it's not that bad, actually. It's just that... I mean, like a, the thing about it is that it doesn't seem to have custom configuration and there's only two setups. Oh, right. But luckily one of them is okay. <laughs> so I was just like, well, I guess I'll use that one then. Mm. I'd still play with a controller, personally. Well, yeah, I was thinking about it, but then I was like, oh, let's see what the keyboard controller's like, and then it's fine. Well, because it's bizarre, (laughs) it's got a little bit of the old um, PGR handling to it. Yeah. So there's a, yeah, very loosely. (laughs) So sometimes it's easier to sort of control a slide with the analogs. My only problem with it is mainly... Well, the first problem that I thought was going to be a lot more of a problem is that it uses, like, WASD... For like with the accelerated and brake, breakers up and down, and normally when I'm doing racing games on keyboard, I prefer to have my other hand and have a separate button for brake, so that I don't have to move my finger downwards from accelerate oh, okay. to brake because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. sort of inconvenient. Makes sense, yeah. But you can't configure it, so I can't do that. But that's not too much of a problem because you don't have to brake that often, <laughs> really. Uh, no, you you need to brake more often as you. Oh well, yeah, the latest. Yeah, as the more the further you get through. But the also, board. when you are when you are going to brake, normally you're going to brake a lot. It's like a hairpin. <laughs> Yeah, there are some significant <laughs> or a right angle corner. Yeah, there are some ridiculous K's later. So it's like you're going to you're going to know that that's because it's like every other corner that's not right angled or heaven. You you can probably just burn it and yeah. hope for the best, or excessively slide it, so it will slow you down. Yeah, or just yeah. mash the E brake and go into a slide or whatever, because that's on spacebar, obviously. <laughs> but then the other thing I kind of don't like about the controls, which I which must be the same on the Xbox controller, but it's just that. You can only cycle through your power-ups in one direction. I just find that really distracting. Um, yeah, I think you're right. From what I remember. Yeah. It's like, I always get that. I always like get confused about what power-up I want. And it's like... Because it's... The thing is, you've got WASD from accelerate, brake, and steer. But then on your other hand, you've got up, down, left, right for the power-up controls. So you've got forward fire, backwards fire, then left to switch weapon and right to dump it. No, right. <laughs> so initially, I was dumping quite a lot of weapons by accident because it's like, oh, I want to go to the next weapon to the right. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the dumb point of that problem. <laughs> but I got used to that eventually. Just remember not to ever lose right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just fire it off anyway, regardless of whether you need it or not. But then because you're because you because you're pushing that one button to cycle through the weapons, and I also find it annoying that it because it, it doesn't cycle to empty slots. That always fucks me up when I've got two weapons. Because it's like I, I'm coming up to pick up a third weapon, but if I if I push push the cycle weapon button 
slightly before I picked it up, it goes back to the first lot instead of going to the one that I've just picked up. Because it thinks it's trying to go to an empty slot. Oh, yeah, slot. of course it has to. Well, yeah. Yeah, because it can't could... go to an empty slot. Yeah, yeah. That was... So that screws me up occasionally where I'm just pushing it slightly too soon and then it's like, oh, wait, I've just fired off all of my weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, keyboard controls are okay. It seems to be working for me anyway. Cool. <laughs> it's my online racism or any indication. It's quite pretty, though. Yeah. I do love the crazy glare. And the car model was actually pretty awesome. Yeah, the actual cars are really quite Considering well it's like yeah. all like actual cars. Yeah. It's like, how did they get away with this? I guess it's because the cars don't ever like blow up. They just get cosmetic damage, basically. They never turn into a Hulk, like a no. blown up Hulk yeah, or whatever. They, they, they take a reasonable amount of beating. Yeah, but it's not like, and also nothing really falls off. No, that's true. It all, it all just bends but stays attached. And hangs and dangles a bit and... I wonder if that. I wonder if that is why they. It's like, is that like the concession that they for these manufacturers, or was that just how it's always going to be? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But they don't. They you know they they they've got a, a, really, a bit of a subset of the manufacturers. It's not like you know a lot of like top racing games like Need for Speed and things like that actually managed to get quite a large number of top manufacturers and things like that, like Lambo. Well, yeah, but I guess they weren't there's going a, for those ones, really. No, there's, there's, there's a reasonable set. Like, there's V-Dub and there's Ford. and Yeah, they were going for like more like standard cars more like than like cars. Ferraris yeah. and shit. Yeah. But there's a lot of Fords. Yeah. There, and there's, there's, well, it's because they've got, it's like, they've got go all the Fords and all the like, Chevrolet and stuff. Yeah, and they like Chiroccos and... Yeah, as I say, it's a, it's a, it's a shame because then they sort of almost they re- sort of double up some of the models, don't they? Later on, like you get the Ford Focus ST, and then le- later on you'll get like a rally version of it or something with like extra splitters and stuff on. Yeah, it. but that's like, not. It's a, it's a bit cheap. <laughs> well, the other thing about it is like the cars are almost entirely pointless. <laughs> it's like, almost. Just choose one that you like, and then you don't even have. I, I only use Griffy cars because I don't understand how drift is any use oh, at all. Really? Because that I, just I slows use... you down so so much. Oh, I use balanced. I only use Griffy and maybe off-road if it happens to be like the one course where there's significant off-road. Oh, well, Griffy's good at first, but as the cars, as the courses get windier, Griffy cars just don't turn as well. You're like, you need the drift to... I can't a- see actually, how Griffy... I mean, it slows you down more, I guess, to get you real <laughs> Yeah. No, I find as you, I find as you, also as you the, get later on in the game, drifty cars get more useful. Also, the like first couple of drift cars that I tried just felt really fat. It's like they were super heavy. It's like before you got into a drift, they didn't turn virtually at all. Uh, yeah, that's the point. They, they don't. They don't. Their normal turning circle isn't as isn't as. But they just felt so really heavy, it. and it yeah. kind of sucked. And I was like, "Screw this! I'll go back to driving precision." Yeah, I wonder if you'll find the same things because I had the, exactly the same thought when I first started playing it. But then, as the game went on, I needed driftier cars. And the Land Rover is clearly the best off road car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although again, off road gets like filtered out as you go through the game. Well, it's like there, a, there aren't any like even at the start, there was only pretty much one track that had that one. It's like the one off road track. So there's a couple of tracks that are quite dirty, but it's uh, in in the game that where an off roader would be quite useful. And off roads are quite good if you plan on driving the water routes. Well, yeah, on, on some of the sluice levels, but it's a. Uh, on, on the version where it's like filled with water anyway. But you just climb out of the water onto the slope. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. If you're driving normally, yeah, you just go, go off on the ridge. But it's, uh... but anyway, great game. Yeah. It's still a great game. So that's Blur. Yeah. Blur. I don't think there's anything else. Or was there? 
Oh, wait, I was going to do the reoccurring theme of what I'm not playing. <laughs> Still not playing Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why. It's because I go and look at the website and see all the bugs he's been fixing, because he posts, like, twice a week or something with, like, all the things he's been fixing. And I'm like, holy shit, look at all these awesome stuff that he's fixing that have been really annoying me for ages. And then when once he posts a release, I'm like... Oh, look, he posted the release. I should download that. Then I forget about it. And then when I come back, like, the next day, he's posted another list of bugs he's fixed. It's like, oh, those are awesome bugs to be fixed as well. Well, I guess I'll just wait for the next release. (laughs) (laughs) And so the cycle continues. (laughs) Oh, I just had another thought about Blur. Yeah. On the PC version, did they bother turning on the um, music by default? Because I thought that was kind of weird. They have this excellent soundtrack, but on the Xbox, it's turned off by default. I don't know, well, it, there was an option that, to turn something in music on, and I was like, yeah, I'll turn that on. So I guess that's what you're talking about. Yeah. In, in what game, does it in, sound like when you don't have that turned on? Well, it's just silent. Oh, is it? There is no game music when yeah. off. Weird. It's like, but by default, and in the Xbox beta, in the, the beta there wasn't any music, so apart from the menu music, so it kind of... Because when it says, okay, I think but... it said like licensed or something, licensed music, and I was like, maybe that means that you have the like open source version of the music where it's all shittier, and then you have the proper music. <laughs> it's like, why would you want to turn that off? No, it just turns it off completely, as far as I know. So it's like, yeah, and I'm, str- I'm, 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 I don't know why, because it's such a great soundtrack. It's a bit weird in places. When... Well, there are some weird choices, like the sort of jazzy one is a bit strange. Well, it's just it like, makes sense for the destruction events because it's kind of casual for some reason. But for the actual racing, you want the you want the chemist mixers, damn it! It's just the way it fades into it. It's mainly the way that it remembers the track, the position it is in the song. Mm. So, it, like, you finish a race and it fades back into a menu music, and then we start a race. It's like dong, and then it fades back into the track exactly where it left yeah. off. <laughs> That's kind of weird. It's a bit strange. But yeah, and then Dwarf Fortress. Oh, or they're not talking. Not talking. Yeah. He's doing some awesome shit yeah, at the yeah. moment, though. This next, I think I, it's like, I keep saying this, as I've just said, but I think this next release might be awesome enough to make me play it, because he's doing, like, actual fixing hauling, so that, you know, because it used to be, like, say a dwarf is eating a fruit or something in the, in the, in the dining room. It, like, <laughs> you eat the fruit and it produces, like, one or more seeds which you have to put in the seed store. Except each individual seed creates a hauling job, and then an individual dwarf has to pick up an individual seed and haul it all the way to the seed seed. store. (laughs) And it's like, wow, that's really bad. But apparently now he's started working on the hauling system to make it so that it actually... Batches things. Well, sort of, I'm not sure how he's done it, but it seems like it's just going to... Instead of assigning the whole job to the seed, it's going to assign the whole job to the seed container, and then a dwarf picks up the seed container and goes around and scoops up all the seeds, <laughs> which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he'd so- it's sort of he's also started working on like minecarts, which is the idea that you can haul more than one thing at once. Is basically the thing that's coming: wheelbarrows and minecarts and pack animals, maybe. So you might actually be able to haul shit around slightly more efficiently. Because okay, cool. the way I used to do it, like, when you want to clear out a room of, like, off-cut rock or whatever that's just been left over from mining, it's just like, wait until your population is about 50 and then designate the entire room and then just have a massive dwarf swarm that runs in and shifts it all. It's like, they're not doing anything else, whatever. <laughs> Although that does make me worry about the economy. Not that the economy is properly implemented, really, in Dwarf Fortress, but... Because the idea is that, like, it paid for, like, each individual job they do. And because in my fortresses, I don't really... 
Because a lot of people just have, like, every dwarf that's idle just goes around and, like, smooths stone or engraves right. stuff just to, like, keep them occupied. But I don't really... Most of the time I have, like, my main population just stands there in the meeting hall and, like, each individual, like, specialist goes and does their individual jobs or whatever. And then the main group is just for hoarding. And then it's like, now if there's going to be less hoarding, they'll get paid less and then they'll all be poor. <laughs> and they won't be able to afford anything. Mm. Disaster. Do you have to worry about your money, then? Well, it's not really your money, it's, like, their money. <laughs> I know, but, like, is it possible for the, like, if they're getting paid for the jobs that they do, who's paying them? And is there, like, a limit to those funds? But they're or... pay, paid by like, the government, or whatever. Okay. The government, of the, you know, it's, like, internally, whenever they do a job, they get paid out of, they just, you know, money just gets created, basically. Yeah, that's what, that was where my question was going. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is a basic, you know, governmental economy where they're getting paid for labour. And then they pay that money back to rent rooms and buy food and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they can get kind of screwed if they don't have any cash. I mean, there is, they, there's a, they have stuff that's basically free for, 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 you know, free when you have no cash. Like the, the, the shittiest kind of mushroom that you can eat is free <laughs> for when you don't have any money. This is what the poor people live on. The right. shittiest kind of mushroom. <laughs> Club helmets. It's the basic kind of food for dwarves. <laughs> Eat those mushrooms. Right. But the economy never has been properly implemented, so most people just turn it off. Because <laughs> it's really just a pain in the ass. And coins are a horrible... Never, ever make coins. Because <laughs> although you have this economy, basically right. dwarves have, like, super brains that can calculate exactly how much money they have at all times, regardless of <laughs> what the hell they've just spent or how much work they've done. Right. They have internal credit cards yeah. that just do everything for you. But if you mint coins, you're fucked. <laughs> you, like, make a huge pile of coins, and then, obviously, because you, like, need to pay, like, one or something, so you get one individual coin, and then because stacks still aren't programmed properly, they can't recombine stacks. So eventually you just end up with a million individual coins lying around all over the place. <laughs> oh, idea. So don't do that, ever. Physical currency, no. Yeah. <laughs> Bad idea, apparently. <laughs> Stick with the internal head credit cards. Yep. <laughs> Much more efficient. Headed cards. So that's that. Done. Hooray. Someone else talk. Rob. Rob needs to talk because he been like he's been asleep for five minutes. A little bit. <laughs> now I'm going to go to sleep for five minutes. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> I have been finishing Duke Nukem. Oh yeah. Yay. At last. Come on, it took me like 11 hours. Yeah. It's relatively long. Um. I actually kind of enjoyed it in a, in a stupid way. It doesn't really, as as Rick described it, it's not good, <laughs> but it's somehow enjoyable. Right. There's, there's a certain. It does feel like a game that would have been good 15 years ago. Right. <laughs> like well, if it came out when it was first intended, then it would have been pretty amazing. But it did. <laughs> it's a, and as such, it, it does feel like a relic, but. That's not really a bad thing. The whole game is basically built on nostalgia in a way nowadays. You know, they sort of played to that strength and it kind of works because of it. It's, uh, the combat is fairly simplistic, as I mentioned before, but the guns feel good. Mm. Um, even though some, it, it, there, there are some inordinate difficulty spikes with certain enemy types, like the Octa. I forget, forget what they're called, like Octa Kings or something. No, no, the Octa King is a boss, but it's, Octobrain, that's it. With like these floating tentacle monsters that have the ability to sort of basically gravity gun shit and throw it at you. Right. Including your own pipe bombs and rockets. Which is kind of neat. 
Um, but if you come across like three of them, that's a hard fight ahead of you all of a sudden because it's like they're throwing shit at you constantly and they because they're flying you basically don't really have much in the way of cover and their projectiles are kind of splashy so it's hard to sort of like if they if they miss you they'll probably still land nearby and hurt you and because it's regenerating health that means you're basically spending most of your time in your about to die state so actually this is when you get three of those in a, in a fight it's quite difficult Sudden difficulty spike, and they were only the real. They were the times I really struggled with the game most was in those fights, until the po- point where you just get so frustrated. Right, I'm going to drink the magical health providing beer <laughs> and, and go into super blurro vision, so I can't see what the fuck I'm shooting at. But I know I won't die. Right, okay. So it's a uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit insane. It also throws in a few rudimentary physics puzzles every now and then, <laughs> like fill up this thing with barrels, make something balance. Wow, straight yeah. out of two thousand and four. I know. Check it's it out. It's all about physics, yeah. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> and puzzles. <laughs> I know. That's... Well, there's even a valve puzzle where you have to like, yeah, um, where it makes a specific reference. Going, I hate valve puzzles. <laughs> I'm probably in like. Uh, reference to half life type stuff. What's funny about that? Like? I just like referencing them. Like, cause the, you know, puzzles, Valve make good puzzles. Well, no, they're all That's practically why he, says he hates them. Well, they were all practically. He hates puzzles. That's the thing. They, you, know, you can't really. I find it hard to look back at Half Life 2 and say the puzzles were good because they were essentially no, filling stuff with other stuff, yeah, which is exactly then... what Duke Nukem was doing. So they're like parodying it after a while. Yeah, but that was quite a long time ago. What, eight, eight years ago? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's a reference. There you sure, go. Yeah, and the game has got quite a few of them. Like, but you could argue that all the por- all the puzzles in both Portal games are Valve puzzles. <laughs> the main puzzles made by Valve. That are uh, I guess, pretty but good. You know, I suppose Valve would be. You know, while they were writing this thing, I guess would have been more. <laughs> yeah. Known for their seesaw puzzles, I suppose. Yeah. Of which there are quite a few. But the, the, the puzzle in question where he actually says it is literally a physical valve puzzle. Yeah, yeah, You have of course. to move pipes in order to get steam to a certain place. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> so the reference is slightly more adequate, I suppose. Um, I don't know. It's occasionally quite funny what he says. He, you know, just the random one-liners are just kind of cool. So there's something about his voice. You know, it's just that, that John St. John, or whoever he is, which is also a cool name, in fairness. <laughs> They could have just called Duke Nukem Johnson John, you know. <laughs> it's like Johnson John is Johnson John. <laughs> it would have been awesome. It's McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> that is a quality name, also. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But the weird thing is, is that it sort of does tail off. Like the ingenuity is in the, is entirely in the first half of the game, right? Like, all the bits that sort of make people a bit pissed off, I think, with the concept in general, like the strip club, like the pregnators, like the uh, slightly twisted hive that is actually quite disturbing. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're all happening within the first half of the game. Right. And the second half, the majority of it is a Half-Life 2-style vehicle section. Um, all right where you drive your monster truck around, which runs out of gas occasionally, forcing you to get out and go find some gas. One of which is in a kind of like, there's quite a lot of Wild West-themed stuff at this point as well. So you're like having like a classic shanty town that looks straight out of like, um, uh, you know, I don't know, a western <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> you know, with bars with like the swinging doors and stuff like that, All and that rafters stuff. and stuff. And there's a bit of a shootout, which is kind of funny. 
Um, just to get gas. Oh, and there's a there's a winch puzzle there as well for the hell of it. Um, and then there's a quick minecart section, which is super quick, um, just to get more stuff. And then you carry on, but it's it's, it's kind of half lifey in that you're driving around in a car. You get somewhere, you have to do something, get out, get back in the car, drive some more, blah 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 blah. It kind of felt very familiar, <laughs> you know. What I mean, it's like yeah. It's, and I I wonder if that was the plan originally, and it's like if they again if they'd have released it earlier, it's like oh holy crap, maybe they actually came up with the idea first, and then just sort of like, like because it never got released, it now feels derivative. It's it's hard to tell. <laughs> Could be, but it's such a long time ago. Yeah. Because that was the bit that was actually set in the area that looked like the very first original screenshot. Yeah, yeah. The sort With of that old miner guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they obviously, they removed old miner guy. <laughs> he wasn't there. Damn. <laughs> they should at least, like, meta-reference their own crap from yeah. their own period of development. <laughs> right at the start, where he's playing the game. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, the few screenshots that there were, they should have, like somehow done a riff on or something like the rocket launching with the kind of mm. general guy and like you say the the old minor guy in the well, they should have, yeah they should have made him playing the game they should have made him playing the old game it should have been like um cnc commando where the where the, <laughs> the guys in the aircraft guy and their command screen is command and conquer yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, funny yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant yeah it's a uh... I can't go too far about talking. I'll back up what I said before about the graphic presentation. In some areas, it's actually really impressive. Like the lighting model is actually pretty. Well, that's quality. it. It's like it's like they said that oh, I've seen in the reviews and stuff. It's like the geometry and stuff, and some of the textures are like old. But then Gearbox have come in and just said, "What kind of crazy graphical effects can we just layer on, on top, top of this yeah. shit? What kind of bump mapping crap and reflectiony lighting yeah. stuff and can we just add into these old levels and just make work?" And that stuff actually looks really good. It has to be said, like. One of the neatest little details that I thought was quite nice was that the freeze gun has a little, like, red warning light on it that sort of spins. And you know how often, like, gun maps just, you know, the the effects, they just apply to the gun. Like, this is a real light that's right. in the world. So you walk up to objects and stuff and you shine your red glow on them from the gun and they react. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a little touch, mm. but it just kind of, the whole lighting model is filled with that kind of little touch stuff. And it's like... That I suppose when you've really got quality, like but... relatively low poly environments, you can go to town on all the other crazy yeah. legs. It's like yeah, the character models are a little low poly in places, and the uh, um, yeah, some of the environments are so bland. Yeah, <laughs> there's a construction site in particular that's just fucking awful. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then you've got other areas like the hive, that you know the creepy horrible hive actually looks pretty good in places. And again, they go to town on the lighting in there because they can make it all shiny and stuff. Like, you, you get these weird glowworm things that sort of, like, roll up when they feel threatened. But they also act as a power source for a few doors. So you have to push them around. And while you're pushing them around, they're lighting up this incredibly dark environment with their glow. And it looks really cool, the way they move move through it. So there's, there's some seriously, actually, really good effects in there. It's just unfortunate that it happens to be partnered with a rather large turd pile at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Almost literally. <laughs> The turds look very shiny, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> no one can, no one's managed to like make a good turd texture yet. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that in a game. They're always too shiny. No, no game has a good poo. <laughs> yeah, they're too shiny. I suppose the best poo was in Cocker's Bad Fur Day. 
No, that was that one wasn't shiny enough. That was like well, it was flat on the N sixty four, but shiny on the Xbox. Yeah, they missed at both ends. Yeah, like, it was <laughs> too, too flat on the N sixty four, too through. shiny on the Xbox. <laughs> they went too far, so they still didn't succeed. No good too. Um, a quick word on the ending. It is shit. Yep. But it's self-referentially shit to the point where Duke Nukem goes, what kind of shit ending was that? Awesome. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Um, but you do get a nice bonus for completing the game. You do get like a um, a set of historical stuff. So you get like a load of the original release trailers like from 1999. Really? Um, uh. Like in the game. And then like a 2003 trailer. And then what I think were gameplay videos that were never released because they almost specifically show the crapness that was in the game. Like there's a, there's one in particular that shows us a scene like that was supposedly near the start of the game where it looks like it should have been near the start of the game where two janitors are sort of talking to each other and they high five and stuff. But the facial animation is all fucked up. So their heads basically jiggle about like those videos of, um, pills here, <laughs> you know, the pills and the dead spooks where they oh, mess yeah. on the face. They look a bit like that because they're sitting there just going, nah. <laughs> and this guy has a mop that has only the bottom half, so he's like using this mysterious invisible mop. That's <laughs> it's a it's a bit mental. They so they specifically show up, show you this kind of shit that was in the game like circa two thousand six. Wow. It was like so that's kind of funny um, and neat that they showed it. The weird thing is though, looking at those videos, they probably had about three entire games at that point because they changed quite radically. Yeah, yeah. Between the things. I mean, the HUD has everything. been through like four or five iterations on its own mm. um, that they demoed, which is the weird thing. And like, it was only until like about 2007, I think, where some of the assets that were actually used in the finished game, you sort of can actually start of seeing. Mm. It's like the stuff early on of the Wild West, they obviously kept the theme from the yeah, Western Yeah, but they stuff, just dumped everything. But got rid of it, yeah. yeah. It's like there's none of the original stuff seems to be there from the start. Well, with the exception of the Lady Killer Casino. I think that's been there since relatively early. But sure. Yeah, it's, they probably could have released like just a couple of those games and been all right if they'd have just released them at the time. Yeah, but they were like, no, they, didn't. they were halfway into creating something new every yeah. time. Yeah. So every year they were like, oh, well, we, we could release all this old stuff, but we got all this new stuff. Let's just do it all again. It is. And then the next year, same deal. It is weird. Especially now, given that most of 3D Realms' talent now actually works for Gearbox as well. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's also slightly strange. But yeah. Uh, I, and the other thing I want to point out is as NVIDIA did make a bit of a big deal of Duke Nukem when it came out. And they sort of started using them as the like the, the face on the homepage, saying, you need this graphics card for this. <laughs> yeah, really. That kind of stuff, which is bullshit, in fairness. But... It is 3D vision ready, so I had to give it a go, and it's perfect. <laughs> was right. The 3D is perfect, so well done. Not a single effect goes wrong, not one. It's like the frustratingly possibly the best gaming version of 3D I've seen. Lol. Which is... Can't be that difficult, though. Well, I guess not, True. no. But they, but they didn't even fuck up, you know, they didn't fuck up all the crazy lighting models, which is where this this stuff normally goes wrong. Particles and lighting and lighting maps and stuff is usually where 3D fucks up. Like, you know, so engines will optimise it out so it only works in one eye or something or mm. something will just glitch out on occasion. And there was... No, no, say... Uh, I tell a lie. There was one point where there was a glitch where a reflection went wrong and it didn't appear in one eye. Right. But that happened once throughout the entire game. And I played most of it in 3D. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, it did start to make my system struggle a bit when running it in 3D. 
there are certain sections. The Hive it didn't like the Hive in 3D. I wouldn't like the Hive in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> wall boobs. <laughs> I don't want 3D wall boobs. That's horrible. Slimy green wall boobs. <laughs> yeah, that get kind of milky. Horrible. Um. <laughs> Lulz. Disgusting. Yeah. But still kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so it's unique then it's unique it's alright and I did try some of the multiplayer um, and it actually seems relatively well balanced the multiplayer's you know it's a bit throwaway, away don't get me wrong but it's kind of fun mm. if I could get into a game that wasn't so lag happy I did end up in several that were like two seconds of lag like on my ping times um, inexplicably as well because it seemed to like um, come up with like 40 to 50 ping in the in the lobby mm-hmm. and then as soon as the game started here have a 2000 while everyone else jumped to 200, which still isn't good. So I, I, the netcode's probably a bit shit, or maybe I've got issues or you know, some sort of poor issue or something, because no one's was as high as mine. But And the graphics aren't nearly as good. Like, they are from the, like, five years ago category on the multiplayer stuff. But it's kind of it's kind of fun. It's very lethal. It's very quick. It's very, like, arena shootery. Uh, but quite fun. And so it's a bit of a shame that it doesn't really work for me because I might like I might have played it a little bit. They have they've gone for like a crazy leveling system as well, where the more you play, the more shit you unlock for your house. Like, and you can go into this house and just have wander around. It's this enormous mansion and stuff, and the you can hire babes for it, which is utterly stupid. They're like like a maid and stuff, and the people who just walk around and fill it, and you can get the pinball table and the air hockey. Oh. I have to mention the air hockey because Kipper's brought this up when he first started talking about it, like the air hockey being the shittest mini game ever. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. It's quite easy, but the, the weird thing about it was like the animation of your opponent because he basically sits on the table, putting his head like right next to the the I don't know what even you call it, but the thing that you hold in your hand, <laughs> sort of like round thing <laughs> I don't know I still can't think of a decent name but his head like follows it around so he's like he's like like inches away from his thing at all times it looks like he's having a bit of a spasm or something or he's just completely drunk on the table just going bleh, bleh, and he goes around in circles until the puck sort of comes near him and then goes <laughs> it's like and he hits it really gently so it's like super easy to just then go bang and win so it's like oh 7-0 achievement for winning 7-0 job done Cut down. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, conversely, the pinball table is, also, I think, was probably shitter. Like the balls of steel <laughs> pinball Actually. table. Uh, like the physics don't make any fucking sense for starters, <laughs> and it's like didn't expect much from it to be honest. But it has an, there's an achievement for like getting a million points on it, which I spent like an hour or so just trying to get because it's really hard. <laughs> it's like the ball will just inexplicably just go like bounce off a. Um, the uh, it, too often it, the ball will just go straight down the middle where your flippers can't reach. Right, and unless you realise it very quickly, you have tilt like nudge controls that will nudge the ball left and right, like with a tilt warning and everything. Yeah, but it's like you, you don't get enough time to sort of do it and flip, and the flippers are sort of floppy, <laughs> so it's, like, oh, it's, it's a bit shit. But it was an achievement that you have to work for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there's a portal reference as well, which is in the achievement list, so it's not really a spoiler. But there's a companion barrel. At one point, oh, right, that you have yeah. to carry through a level a bit like the classic gnome challenges. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not too bad. I wouldn't pay a lo- don't pay a lot of money for it, but give it a look. It's still fun. Do you can then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Anything else you've been playing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have started playing Explosion Man at last. It's quality. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's just an extension of Explosion Man, but it starts out. Um, I think it, a lot of people were complaining that Ms. Explosion Man was easier than Explosion Man. So far, I think it's been harder. Well, I heard people saying that it's harder to see what the fuck's going on. Oh, right near the start of the game, yeah, true. There's a few segments where you have to jump, uh, like you end up in this sort of like cityscape, and there's like flying cars and stuff, and you have to, uh, every now and then they'll collide into each other, and you have to make your you jump off at the right angle and stuff to land on another platform below or something, and that's kind of hard to see when stuff's about to happen and where you have to go, admittedly. But the rest of the game's fine. Some, I think they were the suggestion that like the pink for some reason pink is less visible than orange. Something about the colour of the pinkness compared to like the, all the snazzy new backgrounds and shit makes it less distinguishable. Maybe and the I way think and it might, the, I think it might have just been less distinguishable anyway because yeah you're right everything's a little bit more snazzy with their new version of beard. <laughs> but it's and something to do with I think it was when it when it does those explosions where it creates a silhouette. I think people are having problems with that because it's like oh, it's yeah. like a freeze frame except you're still moving. Yeah, no, that that can be a little odd. The, 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 I think the bit where that's most strange, and it took me a little while to get used to actually, is they, they've introduced this new mechanic where the background is basically all pink, right? And when you go on it, you turn black, right. silhouetted against it, and then of course your explosions are creating silhouettes of yourself. So it's kind of, at first it took me a while to see what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And then I realised that you get infinite explodes during that and you can sort of like, just if you just follow the silhouette that's moving. And it's like, often the trick with that is that the, the animation she's doing in the air is actually different from the, what, the the silhouette that it's created. Right. So if you just keep following the one that's doing the animation that you started jumping with, then it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, those sections are kind of fun. Because you have to sort of balance your jumps and kind of make sure you don't jump too far, jump too less, and then you get like patches of them where it's like you have to aim for this patch of in- infinite explode and then go splash, splash, explode while you can, and then so they're kind of cool. Um, the sort of turrety. Oh, there's fat people are back. Yes, but they're a fat woman that you now take control of. Not nearly as cool. No, I think. It's not, also as, good, not, it's not as cool as Hugging Donut Man. Not as good song. Yeah, but the donut, you can always get to the well, donut yes, sound now. Whenever you pause the game, there's the donut song. Yes. So it's always accessible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. It's a much slicker presentation than the first. Oh, I see. Um, you know, Explosion, Explosion Man was only their second game, yeah. I think. And so they were still trying to find their way. The beard engine has come on a reasonable way, um, meaning it's just generally prettier. There's a bit more going on. Um, and, you know, the, the explosion man jabbering is still kind of funny, even if she is mostly spouting, like, female vocal lights, pop songs. Yeah, all the time. I don't find that. Ah, the single ladies! Ah, the single ladies! I don't think that's nearly as funny. Captain, well, no, it's because it's less internet meme film. <laughs> well, yeah. Captain, that the makes chopper. it less funny. Captain, the chopper is but, there, really... but there is more of it. You know, she says. Yeah, so different there's, a, there's a much bigger variety in what she says. And they go more cinematic with sequences during the level as well. So every now and then you'll get something that happens and there's a nice camera angle to show it happening and things like that, which didn't get. The boss fights are considerably more epic. <laughs> um, there's also, like, because they've gone they've gone a bit world mappy as well, so you go yeah. through the things with a world map. 
And I haven't yet found one, but they've got the concept of secret exits now as well. So you have to unlock certain levels by finding a special way out of the level, which, of which I know one exists that I haven't been able to get to. Mainly because I haven't played very much and mainly because, you know, I haven't been bothered to replay any levels yet. Get through it and then go back style. Mm. I might go try that one again because I think I know where it is, but I haven't bothered looking. Oh, and grind rails. Yeah. Which are kind of cool, if tricky to pull off in places. It's like it, it did, the game. It's, it, it, there is there are some elements that are a bit strange. Like it goes to the effort of giving you this tutorial on how to do base exploding at the start, right? And then just starts throwing mechanics at you that it doesn't explain. <laughs> if you know what I mean. So it's a bit inconsistent in a way because it's like, is this lovely tutorial taking the piss out of like good explosion man and terrible explosion lady? Explosion ladies, I mean, explosion lady and explosion lady. Like, one called Debbie, who nobody likes, apparently. <laughs> so they make her explode all the time and die. Um, which is kind of cool. Well done. And then there's nothing again. So it's like, what the fuck does this do? What the shit does this do? Oh, I'm going to have to figure it out again, aren't I? Which is both kind of cool, but as I say, just inconsistent. Well, it's like they, it's kind of like they always forgot that they made new mechanics. Like, we'll make a tutorial for exploding because exploding, it's funny, <laughs> but then we yeah. forget that there's actual other mechanics in this game that might need to be explained as well. <laughs> yeah, like, it talks about barrels and grind rails, but then it doesn't talk about the pink pads, it doesn't talk about getting shot, it doesn't talk about the fat people. You just have to figure all that out for yourself. Did it actually oh, buttons, it doesn't even talk about buttons. Did it actually explain the fat dude in in this in no. normal explosion round? No, you had to figure it out. It was just like you just ran into him and picked him up for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, basically. There was that <laughs> sequence where he's like, woohoo! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going to play more of that. It's quality so far. Explosion. We still need to finish the multiplayer from the first. We're never going to. Why not? I don't know. I just get a feeling <laughs> it's going to get too hard. Well, it's quite hard, or is it? Well, yeah. But yeah, we should we should at least try. <laughs> God damn it! It's quite a game. Uh, Twisted pixel fun. Yeah, there was something else, but I can't remember. Okay, how can you, you come back to it? it? Yeah, you guys carry on. What okay, do what do you mean? How can I not remember? Do you game. know what it is? No, I was just saying that you've only mentioned two things, Eva. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy week. Got a new job. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, I better do some uh, Mass Effect, hadn't I? Oh, a little God. bit. If you guys have got questions, have I hope. Have you finished it yet? No, I haven't finished it, so okay. it'll be next wait. time for all the, uh, for all the, uh, ending, ending controversy. The controversy without spoilers for you guys. Fun. What do you <laughs> think? Have you avoided all the, um, yeah, pretty, well, pretty much. I <laughs> think, I think I've, okay, I like, I just from things that I've vaguely seen, yeah. I think I can piece it together. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Don't think it's that, Difficult to work out. Well, or actually, actually the internet's been pretty good with not just yeah. giving it away. They, they, they've sort of like you know they tell you that it's bleak. But yeah. <laughs> the word bleak comes that's up quite you, a yeah. lot. But that's okay. all I know. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, what do you think about the like how shitty the side quests are and how bad the like flying around the universe mechanics are now? Okay, well <laughs> the side quest. Do you mean the multiplayer shoehorned well, into the single? Well, that as well. The N seven. Oh, the whole as side well quest as just, in like, generic. Okay. go get a thing side quest. Well, the thing is, like, like it's very. The whole game is very cinematic. Like the cutscenes and all. Well, 
large, they're all in engine, right? Cutscenes. Uh, well, almost all were almost entirely in engine. Uh, you know, people talking and stuff, but also action sequences and stuff and everything. I mean, they're really impressive. I mean, the voice acting's really good. The camera works good mm. and stuff. But at some point, it's like, do you guys just want to make films or something? Because no, right. it's like, they're really good. There's quite a lot of it, though. Yeah, well, there's quite a bit. Obviously, they're partially interactive because they occasionally will get a prompt for dialogue, like or 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 para- Paragon Renegade or action. Yeah, yeah, in the middle of these really? sort of oh, cutscene cool. things. So there's quite a bit of. I mean, they put that in or whatever. But I was thinking of an example of like, um, uh, there's a bit where uh, an enemy force, I won't say who attack the citadel or whatever and you're fighting you're fighting and you're doing your corridor shooting or whatever and then there's a bit where you get in a car and there's this whole fight scene where you're fighting people on top of flying cars flying around the presidium and it's all super awesome but it's all cutscene and then you land and it's shooting again and it's like oh why couldn't i do that yeah i didn't get to do any of that if this was uncharted i'd be doing that if it was vanquished yeah exactly but all those big there are the meat of the game there's it's mostly major missions and it's like it's a long game it's an it is like it is an rpg but it's getting quite far away from that because it's Mm. like every bit is like planned out like a every one of those missions you can do them in all in different orders but they're basically planned out like like a like a you know a call of duty level or an uncharted Mm. level or whatever it's like shooting in a very um specially designed level corridor or whatever or level uh with specially designed areas just for that mission plus these cutscene bits plus all this story exposition mm. plus all this massive stuff and then and so there's a lot of that and there's a, a lot of content there of these big very polished well designed but then the sort of rpg quests they're super lightweight obviously so it's just fetch quests Usually because you, like, overhear somebody talking on the Citadel, like, oh, I need some, like, heating components or whatever, and then it pops up on your thingy and you have to go and collect them or whatever. Uh, Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah, it's really dumb. Why would you do that? When there's a massive war and, like, your planet is currently being devastated, every minute counts, right? But it's like, what I can really do is some, like, heating elements for this uh, thingy. My kettle is on the right fritz. These space kettles are fucking shit. But the thing is... He's my goddamn fish. (laughs) Yeah. To be honest, the main problem with it... Well, maybe not the main problem, but my problem is the, the quest manager thing or whatever you call it the log quest log is terrible really yeah it's awful like you can't like because in i mean because it was okay like yeah well it makes you appreciate uh how good it is in skyrim ironically despite the fact that ui to get to it in skyrim is is awkward Mm. all you do is like set you activate it and then it's like oh you go enjoy the quest because you just follow the nav marker Mm. and you just do the quest and that's it whereas in this it's like you have to remember and sometimes you can have found the thing that's needed but it doesn't update the quest log to say return to the person Uh. and do it or where they are and then the map is really bad of like areas on the citadel so you you have to kind of remember where they are or look it up online because it's quicker and so those fetch quests not only are they superfluous they're they're really annoying to do and then if you do enough of the main missions they time out as well because things happen in the story so you can you can uh, you you know, you, you can get quests. As you go. Yeah, well, kind of, but it doesn't let you, it doesn't warn you that they're going to time out because mm. they're just these little things like collect some heating things and you don't even know where to look for them. And that's the thing. So the planet scanning, you have to go out. Often it's a fetch quest, but you have to go 
uh, in your ship on the galaxy map and sort mm. of scan. And the way you do scanning now is instead of going to the planet, going into orbit and scanning it properly, you sort of go around and then you emit a pulse by right-clicking or whatever it is on the controller. Mm. Uh, and so you just have to go near the planets and boost and then you immediately know if the, and scan pulse and you immediately know if there's stuff. But it's really annoying because it... It's like, it's hard to know whether you've scanned all the planets. And then the more you scan, the more the Reapers are, like, aware of you. And then they sort of spawn in on the galaxy map and kind of... You told us about this. Yeah, they kind of run you down. Anyway, but then you can just leave and go back in. It's really dumb. But, yeah, so, like, the fact... Yeah, the little quests are... But what was the other thing you were saying? Oh, about that scanning. It's like, would you have preferred hand mining? <laughs> well, I... I would you have preferred, like, a game mechanic rather than just, like... Yeah. Just fly around a bit. Well, I thought it was all right in 2. I preferred the, what it was, the, how it was in 2, even though it was time-consuming. I, I thought it, it made... made time-consuming. It made more sense. They just needed to streamline it a bit rather than and just... And tell you when you could, like, yeah. seriously stop now. Yeah, you yeah. You don't need to do any more. But they just, just they just seem to have taken it all out. So I'm just doing the serious content with the mm. with the big cinematic. And as I say, the it's very sweeping and... And another thing that's cinematic about it is the dynamic range on the audio is huge, <laughs> which is very annoying because, uh, like, uh, you're just, you have to have it up so that you can hear people's conversation in when you're just chatting to somebody on some uh, planet or whatever. But then as soon as there's a massive cinematic, it's like, holy shit, this is loud. Yeah. And the worst thing is when you're on the galaxy map and it has the, like, plink, plunk, 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 plunk music, same as ever. <laughs> And you're like looking around, and then you go to a mass relay, and it goes oh. boom! It's like a huge bang every time you go anywhere. It's really, it's really weird. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> do we need but, any more stupid music for our podcast endings? We totally do. It's that same music, except now it's more like reaper horn. <laughs> <laughs> the Reaper horn is a good sound, though. It's it's it has a menace to it. The Reaper, the Reaper. <laughs> I think it does. It's like their weapon, isn't it? As yeah, well. it's the sound of their weapon. Yeah, but anyway, so I'm in the midst of the midst of the game, and I've totally, despite the fact that Earth is being destroyed every second, I've basically forgotten about it. Yeah, like, basically. <laughs> like Admiral Hackett occasionally turns up and talks to you, and presumably he's in some secure location but I think he is on Earth or at least Anderson is on Earth and he's like yo yeah the war's not going that way <laughs> come back sometime soon in the meantime you're posturing around being mass effecty yeah. the thing is that now and Shepard I've decided to present this message in musical form we're fucked we're so fucked come back soon <laughs> but now like um, in the in the second game there were a few big areas that you could wander around, but now, you know, whatever, and, and there were shops and nightclubs and things. What were those? That Smuggler's Moon place where yeah. Aria lived, and then there was the place where um, uh, Liara was, or whatever. Yeah. That planet, civilized, sorry, giant, yeah, city planet. My problem with those was always like, well, it's this massive city planet, but I only get to walk around like a few square inches of this little tiny place. Yeah. And it like, it didn't do that well for my suspension of disbelief. And mm-hmm. also Tachanka, it's like an entire planet of Krogan and you just walk around inside a garage, basically. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, this doesn't really work. But in this game, 
all the content are these massive big levels. You're always going in and fighting and uh, there's drop ships and all this stuff. But there there are none of those hub worlds. It's just the Citadel, oh, which I is see. big. The hmm. Citadel has multi-levels, but there's no like RPG villages effectively, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. what those other things represented in other games. So it's complete it's like there is one hub and then there are missions off it, but but it doesn't feel like that because you get into your spaceship. And then you go to the missions. So it's like your spaceship is kind of an elaborate menu if you think about <laughs> the galaxy map. But, um, and then of course there's your, sh- well, okay, so there's two areas. There's the sitter and the, your ship itself, which yeah. has multi levels and has people to talk to and all that stuff. So that's all the same as it was. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Mission wise, like I think it's split into acts, and I've I've done like a a big cumulative ending of a thing of a of an act where something okay, yeah. meaningful happened, and obviously characters die and stuff. But none of it has been like oh, because you know how well like ending there they know it's like oh they didn't need to die. Well that was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like that has happened so far. It's all been really Some well done. Really yeah, okay, cool. like. Uh, Again, it makes me think, how the hell would this scene have worked if that character hadn't survived the previous game? Because I wouldn't care about whoever the random guy played replacement. Yeah, so uh, I don't know how that would work. But as it is, and for you as well, for you, uh, for almost anyone playing it who didn't like severely commit to the ending of Mass Effect Two and allow allow the people to die that did, Mm -hmm. you know, which even I didn't because I wanted to see. A particular character, like yeah, again, accidentally yeah. the one character that you wanted, that you wanted to, to see, yeah, and he was the character that, well, yeah, that I that was in the thing recently. That I don't know, that doesn't give too much away, but uh, yeah, it was totally what? worth having. It's totally what? worth having these characters in this game. Well, they're all going to die eventually, are they? I mean, probably <laughs> Shepard dies at the end. I don't know. They're probably going to do the. Everyone's going to die eventually. The universe is going to end. No, but it's a massive, <laughs> massive Reaper war. Obviously, all your compatriots will be presumably picked off one by one. Although they're that hasn't been happening. In the noblest epic squad. In the noblest death fashion, <laughs> yeah. Reach where it's like. Noble deaths. Yeah, it's like mm. Reach in that way. In like they're cool deaths, some some well not that I've seen that many yet. I've had the Jacob mission, by the way. There is a Jacob mission no. where he turns up and Did he die. I I won't mind if you spoil that. Well, <laughs> they animated not his yet. face better. Damn it, he hasn't died yet. Do his, his teeth move. His face seemed okay. It did seem a bit better, but they are obviously the same models, just updated a bit. I don't know if I've seen the end of his story, but I I hope that is the end of it, just that one mission or whatever. But that was fine. That was an okay mission, I guess. What was his loyalty mission from Mass Effect 2? Because I can remember... I was the one about his dad, and you were on that planet with a massive crashed spaceship. And he had, like, psychically controlled them or something. Yeah. Or something. That's right. (laughs) Or drugged them or something. And he had, like, a harem of women. Yeah. And they were like... And then you kill them all. It was a weird one. It wasn't a very good one. Compared I don't to some remember of, it at all. There were some really good loyalty missions, but that clearly, not a good character and not a good loyalty mission or whatever. But he's quite relegated in this, thank, God, thank goodness. But yeah, yeah. And as I say, some really good acting. I mean, I don't know what it'd be like with the male Shepherd now, because Jennifer Hale or whatever, she's so good as the as Femshep, as she's now known. Femshep. But yeah some pretty cool stuff so yeah I did have that one bugged quest at least one and and ones that just time out it's really annoying because they could fix that uh, quest manager log thing quite easily and the map stuff I don't know so you end up just having to look up 
the basically the, the main missions you do like their levels or whatever mm. like you experience them but then all the side stuff you end up having to look that if you want to complete them you have to look them up on the internet because that's the only way to know when you're allowed to because some of them appear they're like fetch quests but you can't it doesn't tell you but if you look it up on the internet it's like oh you won't be able to complete this until after this main mission mm. whatever so it's like and then there are other ones like you must do this before this or it will time out where it doesn't tell you that that will happen. So it's like those little pointless fetch quests. Yeah. And then there's the N7 missions, which are the uh, multiplayer shoehorned into horde mode, shoehorned into the single player. But the thing is that they actually have reasonable cinematics where you're coming in and, and leaving and a reasonable story explanation for why you want to go there. And you get to see the multiplayer arenas, which are really cool looking, mm. which you wouldn't see otherwise if you didn't play multiplayer. So I think they're reasonable. I mean, I went to Benning, and I was like, oh, it was just another N7 mission. And then it was actually a really cool level in this kind of um, big kind of city made out of almost massively stacked cargo containers that people were hmm. living in, or, or like units. Hmm. It was like really cool, and it was like a sunset level, and uh, yeah. A bit like the slum bit of Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost exactly like that, yeah. I like that level, with the... Uh, hmm. uh, 747 landing across it or something. Is that right? <laughs> Epic grinds. Yeah. And it's weird. I, I don't really understand. Because Cerberus seems to be, a, well, is a major enemy of yours in this. Because you couldn't be mm. fighting the Reapers all the time because they're just so powerful and you just mainly stay away from them. But Cerberus seems to have changed. Again. In, the, in the first game, they were like a... Bastards. Well, in the first game, they were like a secret, weird secret, criminal... Secret experimentation. Criminal syndicate. And in the second game, they were like... Uh, I don't know. Um, they were trying to make themselves as a force for good, weren't they? Like, yeah. Uh, like a rebel alliance. Always. But they had all these agents and stuff, so mm -hmm. they were like a kind of secret uh, spy thing going mm -hmm. on. But now they seem to have a Looking massive... for the interests of mankind. Yeah, or whatever. But now they seem to have a massive standing army. Wow. <laughs> it's like... Okay. Why are they not fighting reefers? If they're looking out for the interests of mankind, you'd think protecting Earth would be quite important to them. Yeah, yeah you'd think so. I don't, yeah, but they don't seem to be helping with that. So there's obviously some... Well, I don't know what... The, you occasionally see the elusive man in, in cutscenes, but he's obviously an enemy now. And, and uh, but yeah. yeah. What the hell happened between them? Yeah, it's mysterious. Well, and Miranda doesn't seem to be involved with him either so i don't know i don't really know what his agenda is basically that's obviously the part of the story but uh yeah there's a lot of Cerberus fighting which is cool in fact because the thing about the combat is it's basically the same as in two but the enemy ai and everything about it is improved so which improves the combat because it's mm. like now you've got in in two it was like things came at you you shot them. But in, <laughs> now you've got like different classes of people you have to deal with in different ways and flanking units and, and big mech robots. And there's a lot more variety in the combat just yeah. because of that. The shooting's the same. Sometimes I worry about that kind of stuff though, because as I say, Uncharted went, got more varied and made it into more of a clusterfuck. Yeah, well, this, this seems to have paid off reasonably well. I, I think uh, it's it feels more like a proper shooter in that way. But they, it better do, because that's mostly what the gameplay is now. Mm. You know, as I say, since they removed all the hubs and that the uh, quests are like almost nothing now, just little things, occasional disagreements that you that you <laughs> interfere with, <laughs> interfere with, persuade one way or the other, which there isn't that much of. There's the occasional paragon option in in conversation, but mostly it's just you say the good thing or the bad thing, and you acquire the points. 
This is my favourite star in the Citadel. Yeah, there hasn't been that many jokes like that. There's a lot, there's an irritating amount of jokes that are nostalgic back reference jokes. Like, mm. at least, uh, I think two or maybe three times they've referenced how bad Shepard is at dancing. Like, in the main, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the main cutscenes, not <laughs> yeah. even as a side joke. <laughs> and, you know, stuff Shepherd like that. Shuffle. Yeah, <laughs> all kinds of jokes about that. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's more of an affront because my shepherd's a girl. Like that's worse. <laughs> if you say a girl is bad at dancing, that's a lot worse than saying a boy's bad at dancing, isn't it? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I will continue. I hope you guys do play it a bit. I predict that Zach will uh, buy it, finish it in a week, come on the cast, and say nothing good about it at all. I think <laughs> yeah. it will all, it will all be complaints. I would have thought. But uh, I am enjoying it. Uh, not as much as to argue, I would say, but I mean, they really do do those cinematics well. And the thing is that you care about the characters because you've been around them for so long. So it's like, this is actually awesome when, when some crazy thing happens because I know the world or whatever. So it's like, this is cool. Uh, but yeah, it'd be better if you played them mm. in some places. I wonder when the Terminator comes up. <laughs> I haven't seen any Terminators yet. The only Reapers I've fought are the standard squ- ones. big squid ones. Yeah, the standard ones. Although, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I just managed to get all of that in. <laughs> I, I probably have loads more to say, but I can wait until okay. the ending. Do you yeah. really have that much more to say? I don't know. <laughs> not spoilery stuff, anyway. No, it's hard to not to go into the details and stuff, but yeah. Absolutely. I played a bit more Dirt 3. Yeah, I know. I remembered what it was. I did the Jim Carner tutorials. Oh, they're annoying. The tutorials are annoying because you have to you have to get gold, damn it. Well, whereas <laughs> that, the Platinums require like a perfect run. You, I've got an absolutely couple, but... perfect yeah, run. They're bastards. cocking annoying. Did you try and get Platinums? Yes. Oh, why? Well, why you punish I've, yourself? I've got up to, up to the spin challenge with them. <laughs> Freaking crazy. They are, they are the... perfect runs. As I say, you can't miss a thing. But a run takes like, what? A minute. twenty. A minute. Okay, that's quite long. Yeah, okay. The drift one was quite irritating. I think it's crazy. Because it seemed to like, how it detects the drift sometimes seems a bit flaky. Some of those two kind of challenges later on, yeah... I had to watch is the there YouTube any point videos. In, is there any point in me actually trying to platinum them? No, I don't anymore? think so. Unless you want to kill yourself. Because I can't remember if, I can't remember if there's a Chivo attached to it. Or... Well, I don't know. Look it up. But I wouldn't if I were you. Just getting gold is good enough, I think. I'm finding them a bit irritating. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You don't just want to spoil the game just trying to get these impossible I know, but you know, it's, it's just me, isn't it? These are the first times I'm supposed to be doing it, and it's already making it impossible. It's yeah. like, in my head, I'm just going, well, I need to get good at this now, otherwise I'm going to be shit at the rest of it. No, it's... you won't. It's fine. The main Jinkana events where you have to like compete against other people are really easy, okay. provided you don't set it up super high or something. Hmm. So I wouldn't worry. It's only those gold it's only those platinums that are impossible that are really hard so yeah just it takes me a few runs do more to racing. do drift challenges as well yeah they're, they're hard they're quite tricky yeah but there aren't that many of those but again the scoring seems a bit weird on those as well I could pull off this really epic long one and it's like two points yeah. and then I'll do this one that's really quite shit but at high speed and it'll go four million points yeah maybe it's yeah multipliers need adjusting there. yeah yeah that's alright and I ended up with the annoying F12 
like to activate a flashback thing with a million screenshots of just one level of Jim Carter training. It's like, well, there's that same bit of track again. There's the same bit of track. Chase that fucking button. Yeah. Oh dear. Classic. Right, we're coming to the end of this cast. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's an observation I made and Zach confirmed. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Indeed. (laughs) Uh, hmm. What, what next time I have the, the ending of Aspect 3 that I won't be able to talk about because <laughs> yeah, you, that's true actually unless you buy it and play it all the way through no, you know, if it's 30 quid I don't quid, think that's going to happen quite yet do you think? depends it's not going to get cheaper than that uh, for know. a while I'm going to I you know, I feel like I should hold out until Christmas and see if there's going to be an oh, Origin okay. Christmas sale to compete with Steam yeah. I need to decide what my next long term game is going to be because I have a choice between Saints Row and Assassin's Creed Oh, Saints Row, come on, we need to hear what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But it depends on your girlfriend, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. I might be a have to play while the cat is out type. So thing. you'll just have to end up playing both yes. while you're screwed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, that's that. they're, they're quite long term affairs. I forget how long the Assassin's Creed games take to finish, but it feels like forever. Brotherhood's a long one. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Two took fucking ages. Yeah. Okay. Wait, it, two, Brotherhood's a long one in comparison to two? I don't know if it's the same or longer. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's pretty long. Very fun. So, yeah, uh, thank you for joining us on the Soundcast. Uh, catch you next time for more gaming news and associated waffles. <laughs> Maybe some gaming news for about... Sand and horses. Yeah, sand, sand and horses. Grout. <laughs> and pineapple in a calzone with cheesecake. And maple syrup. <laughs> Bye. What kind of shit ending was that?